Blog Talk Radio. It's time to strap our boots on. This is a perfect day to die. Wipe the blood out of our eyes. In this life, there's no surrender. And there's nothing left for us to do. Find the strength to see this through. conservative conversation and also part of the Patriot Journalist Network. Then you can find the Patriot Journalist Journalist Network by going to www.patriotjournalist.com. And this is a special edition of Bard's Logic Political Talk on this Sunday night while I'm hearing wearing my Make America Great hat. Uh, tonight we will be having our guest. Uh, he was unable to make it on Wednesday, so we're going to have him here tonight, and that's Jim Conda Jr., and we're going to be talking about election fraud, uh, especially discussing the electronic voting machines, because we definitely want to keep the political establishment from stealing this election. And I think that this is a movement that we have going on here, and I think there are just so many uh, out there that support Trump that the only way for them to defeat him uh, on Tuesday which I can't believe is only a couple of days, is through electronic voter fraud. Now, of course, we have some new developments tonight. Uh, that's on the Comey 
<laughs> saying that they haven't changed in your mind uh, from July. Now, it took 15 months, mind you, for them to go through 55,000 emails, but yet it's only going to take them nine days to go over 650,000 emails. It's impossible. How do you do that? I'm telling you, we need to keep up. If Hillary Clinton were to win this, we cannot stop. We have to increase our fight, and we got to really take it to them because this is showing how corrupt, even at the highest levels, that our government is in. We cannot let that happen. We need to let the government know that we understand and we know what they are doing. So we definitely have to, and I see uh, folks already calling in, just push the one on your number dial uh, when you're ready to get in. I do have an audio I will be starting to uh, the show off with, and it's about 20 minutes, but it's a good one. Uh, it's going to be an interview that I did, just uh, an impromptu, uh, per, you know, man in the street sort of interview. Uh, I was going down the street the other day, and I seen uh, a group of these uh, retired older folks with uh, Trump signs, and they uh, were on the corner getting, you know, beeps. You'll hear the beeps in the background, uh, supporting Donald Trump. And so I interviewed uh, one of the ladies there, and she was uh, kind enough to give me her time, uh, which we'll be playing. So this, this gives us some hope, and this is also uh, indicative of what I think is going on out there and why if Hillary Clinton does somehow pull this out, that it's got to be some type of some type of fraud. I really believe that. Uh, in order to, and we'll talk more about that with our guest tonight. Uh, but we've got plenty of time. It's a three-hour show, uh, unless we end up doing an abbreviated version. We'll see how it goes since this is a special edition. And so what we'll do is, is it's a longer interview, but we will uh, hear it in its entirety, and I appreciate it. And then we've also, later on tonight, we're going to play Donald Trump's most recent ad. And let me tell you, it's, it's, an, it's an incredible ad, and I think it really sums up why I, at least, am planning on, or am, not planning, but will be supporting Donald Trump in two days. But here's my interview uh, with uh, this lady, uh, just Man of Streets, just one of us. Okay, folks, so we're here on a Saturday afternoon on the corner here in Delhile Township. Uh, we've got some Trump supporters here, hearing a lot of honks. You'll probably hear it during the interview. Uh, I think it's definitely a Trump country here, which is great. But first, what brings you out here on a Saturday afternoon before the election supporting Donald Trump? Because I feel that the future of our republic is at stake. And if um, Clinton gets elected, the corruption will continue and our, the destiny our, of our republic is in peril. I really believe that. And, and speaking of that, they're trying to make it say it's political that the email, uh, more of the emails and the reopening of the email uh, investigation for Hillary Clinton, it's all political. Do you agree with that? If, if so, why not? Well, it's not political, and, you know, if you get down to the root cause of why this is happening, she used a server that wasn't private. She sent over emails she shouldn't have, so they're just trying to deflect blame. You know, it's a little kid that, like, spills milk, and his mom said you shouldn't have spilled that milk, and the kid might say, well, then you shouldn't have bought it. <laughs> uh, that wouldn't go over so big, would it? <laughs> no, it would not. No, it would not. No, no. Polls, if you can believe the polls, I don't know if you can even believe the polls anymore. Uh, it's, it's, it shows that it's tightening up, that the race is tightening up in, in every state, I think. Uh, two things. One, do you believe the polls 
And do you think uh, the emails definitely brought more people on board with Donald? I do not believe the polls. Um, I think the emails definitely did bring more on board with Donald because people keep hearing one thing after another, and now you can see how far the corruption is into the government. So That's I do certain. believe that. The one concern I have is, and I, is voter fraud. I yeah. think that we have to watch that very, very closely. And are you familiar with the electronic voting fraud? Yes, I am. Okay. Yes. Okay, good. Because well, a lot of I mean, you hear voter fraud, and we really wish Donald Trump would say it. Uh, we've been working with. Uh, oh, they're coming to get us. I'm just kidding. It's fire, folks. Wow, he is really for Donald Trump. There you go. He turned his <laughs> sirens on just there for Donald yeah. Trump. That'd be great. If it stopped, I'd be like, oh, yeah, that, 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 nah, probably not. But he, he, he may very well still be. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so let's say, um, so you say you don't believe the polls. Mm -hmm. Do you think it's uh, a much wider gap for Trump than they're saying? Yes, I do. Okay. Yep, I okay. Do. Well, why do you think they're manipulating the polls? To depress Donald Trump supporters, to try to make them think they don't have a chance and stay at home. I don't think that's going to happen. Oh, look, it's not. <laughs> did, did, did you, you know, this is just a, um, an incident. I went to the Trump rally. Um, there was 2,100 people there. The one in the U.S. Bank? Yes. I was there. Okay. Did you hear the one reporter say the arena was half full? No, unfortunately I did not. Half full? No. And you saw that it was overflowing? Yeah, it was full. I would say about three-fourths full. You know, what? put the top bleachers uh, behind him. I don't know if full, but I think for the most part it was, the it was pretty filled up. The top bleachers weren't full, but there was like 3,000 people on the floor. Yeah, oh, I know. I was on the floor. Oh, that's why, <laughs> that's yeah. true. Good point. Yeah. That's yeah. a very good point. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't even think about people being on the floor would take away from the, the amount of people, you know, in the place. Yeah. And I was even on the floor, so I, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. So let's say the worst happened, and I really do mean the worst, and Hillary Clinton does indeed get elected, either by hook or by crook, and I would say maybe even more so by hook. Uh, do you think that the email scandal will die down, or do you think it's going to continue uh, even up to her uh, an inauguration? If she gets elected, I can't imagine the chaos that will ensue because the investigations are not going away. Neither the email nor the pay-for-play. And I don't know how she can even begin to govern. She's going to be answering questions to FBI, possible impeachment probe. It'll just be total chaos in this country if she wins. Okay, and do you, do you think that she will be... now? It's not likely, hello, sir. It's not likely that she will be indicted prior to the election. Uh, I mean, it'd be great if she did, uh, but I don't think she will. Do you think that, let's say, let's go ahead and be on the same note, uh, that she does uh, win? Well, I mean, as I said, by hook or by crook, let's say probably more so by, by crook. Uh, do you think that there would be an indictment after, uh, after the election, prior to the inauguration? That's a good question. Um... If there is, then Obama will pardon her. So that might be what happens. I, I don't know at this point. I don't know. Well, that's a very good point, um, and, and he probably very well may. But think of the, I mean, think of what her four years would be like being an indicted, you know, president who has to have the, her, her predecessor to pardon her in order for her not to face prison time. I mean, what would that say, you know, about the American politics, especially around the globe? Well, I think that's why it's, I, I really don't even like to entertain the thought that she might win. Oh, I know. I don't even bring that home. But right. I know. It, um, I mean, we're kind of, we've lost respect around the globe already. 
God. If she becomes president, never, and, and there's so much corruption between the, the Justice Department and, and the Hillary and Loretta Lynch, it's, it'll be almost like a third world country where you have a dictatorship, I think. Uh, here's, what I, here, here's what I think on that is I don't think the other countries would care. Because, no, because she's for her. I mean, she's for them more than she is for us, at least in, in my estimation. No, I don't think they would care, but I think it'll make us more vulnerable in many ways. Oh, no, I, I agree. Yeah. No, I certainly agree. I, I yeah. think that we wouldn't be taken as seriously. Right. Um, and what would, uh, here's one thing that kind of bothers me, to be honest, is if she would get elected, let's say she gets elected and it's, uh, I don't know, as I said, it has to be by cross. What, it, let's say if it was a fair election, what would that say about American people hiring, I mean hiring, that's basically <laughs> what she's doing, but uh, what, what would that say about the American people, or at least the American voter, if, if she does get elected and it would have been a fair election, which I don't think it would have been, but... Um, that's really depressing. I think, you know, one of the things that is happening is the dumbing down of our children. They get, like, left-wing propaganda, and now it's starting in high school and in college as all the professors are left-wing. So a lot of them really believe the, the stuff that they're hearing yeah, from her. True. Mm-hmm. And that's what's so depressing to Pre-college. me. Pre-college. Yeah. Hey, I guess doing loans, that kind of sounds good to me, except that I don't want someone else paying for my debt. That's right. That's right. I mean, where's personal responsibility when they, with, with that? There isn't such a thing. No, there isn't such a thing. So, yeah, that's really depressing to me that, you know, I know intelligent people that actually believe. So do I. So do I. Two, two very good friends of mine. Uh, you know, I did send them some information. They haven't responded to my text, so they may not have even looked at it. Uh, but, yeah, some very intelligent people. But I'm hoping with these things coming out saying, look, there is something here, you know, that the FBI is pointing out and her corruption. Maybe they'll uh, turn a blind eye. But, I, I mean, there's people who know she's corrupt and still will vote for her. I was at that Trump rally we, we uh, talked about earlier. And there was this, this girl, smart girl, like I think she was 23 years old, vote for Hillary Clinton. She was just at the rally for you know, historical purposes, she said. Um, but she knows she's corrupt and she's going to vote for her anyway. Uh, totally baffled. I totally, and she even said, you know, well, I mean, she had an intellect. She's probably naive. Uh, but she's like, well, at least she pretends to care about the people. Because <laughs> I'd rather have somebody who at least pretends to care about the people who, than someone who doesn't. Yeah. I'm yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. And I think Donald Trump really does care because I think that, you know, yes, is he taking care of uh, or taking advantage of the system? Of course. Let's be honest. Who won it? You know, but um, but now he's seen what it's done, you know, and he, he's tired of it. And he wants to change the game for, you know, for the people of America. Well, I, my husband and I had a tax business for years, and the tax code is so horrific it needs to be thrown away. Yeah. But as far as him taking advantage of it, that's the only way you can stay alive in business in America anymore is to find every loophole because they yeah. regulate you. You have to hire people just to meet their regulations yeah. and pay them. And so the whole thing needs to be thrown out, the whole tax code, I believe. It got to the point, of, at, with Obamacare, we sold our business. We couldn't do it anymore. It's yeah. impossible uh, for an independent taxpayer to remember all those laws. Yeah, there's it no is, way. No. And, and even the people who do your taxes probably like, well, no one's not looking like, i got to yeah. look this up. <laughs> well, see, the biggest <laughs> yeah. companies can afford more robust programs, where yeah. my husband and I had to have the smaller programs. And we didn't have anybody to refer to, but there's no reason an individual person should be able to do their taxes. Right. None at all. Well, that's true. Now, there's people who have predictions. What, what do you predict is going to happen Tuesday night? Um, I think Trump's going to win. 
I think there'll probably be a lot of brouhaha afterwards about either how somebody cheated here or there or wherever. I think the same would happen with Hillary because I, I think it's more likely that, that she'll cheat, or that or they will, but, you know, with Soros owning the, those machines in 16 states, you have others, you know, the, I mean, when, with the electronic vote machines, you put your vote in, you don't know what's going to come in. You don't know what's no. going to come out. You know what's going to turn into. No, no. So what, do you think Hillary's going to win? I don't know. I know. My prediction is that I don't know. Here's what I think. That's I, my true prediction, but my heart tells me I want Trump. Well, okay. well I, I, here, here's my, well, I can't predict it, but I'm saying that, here, here's what the powers that be, I think, you know, where, where we're at. I think it. I think if they leave things alone and don't try to rig the, ele- the elections electronic, tri- electronically, right. I think I think Donald Trump will win. I think you're uh, right. I, there. I think I think there, it is a movement, you know, I've, you know, that that he has uh, going here in America. Uh, but I think that it depends on whether they decide that they're going to step back. I think there's so much attention because of these emails on them now that's showing how corrupt the government is. I mean, right. you've got the FBI. There's almost, from my understanding, a revolt in the FBI with what happened in July with Comey's right. decision. Right. And then you have the, you know, apparent corruption uh, with the Department of Justice and the Attorney General having those meetings with Bill Clinton. Right. You know, right. I mean, it's right out there in the open. And I think they have the audacity to think that they'd be able to get away with it. But I think enough people are probably, because of alternative media, uh, you know, maybe such as this show, but, you know, other people you're probably aware of, like Alex Jones, you know, uh, you know, O'Keefe, you know, things of that nature, the WikiLeaks right. coming out, right. Sean Hannity, you know, one of the big ones, of course. Uh, but I think people are really starting to see this like, oh, my God, we really are corrupt. Yeah, oh, it's, it's, it's scarier than I thought it was. It is. It's really in the deepest levels of government. Right, it really is. And that's what really worries me about her getting elected. I, I don't know what will happen. I, I just can't even think about it. I, I mean, she doesn't even deserve to be. I mean, I think, how can you have somebody who's obviously so corrupt? You know, obviously so corrupt, uh, you know, to get rewarded with the presidency. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. Um, so, but yes, but it's, but I think that if, if the powers that be back, back off and say, you know what, we're just going to let it go, there's too, much, there's too much light on what we're doing. The people are too aware of what we're doing here with, you know, possibly rigging the elections with the machines and, and other ways. They might just say, we're just going to leave it as it is. Let things simmer down for a while. We'll try to sneak our way back in, you know, in 2020 or, or, or right, some other right. or some other election, maybe even further down the line. Right. Um, that, that, that's, if they do that, they just leave things alone. I think Donald Trump will win and he'll win big. I do too. If they don't, if, if, you know, then right. I, I think they'll, they'll and, and I think what they'll do is they'll get Hillary and they'll have her snuck in like she only won by a couple electoral college votes. And they'll rig it so that it looks like, oh, she barely skidded in. You know, the movement, you know, made right. it so that she didn't win as big as she, she otherwise would have right. if it wasn't for all these email stuff. If they rig it, that would be what your news reports would be. And let's hope right. we don't hear those news reports because I couldn't stomach. My only hope is that Hillary Clinton wins, and this is what's keeping me from throwing up at night, <laughs> is that if she indeed does, you know, get elected by, you know, that there's still hope that we can get rid of her because of hopefully she'll get indicted. Now, of course... I, I could very well see Obama giving her a pardon, but you know, I think that she actually could give herself a pardon if she becomes president. You know, I don't know if you can do that. That's a good question. I think someone said that you can. You know, I wouldn't put it. I wouldn't put it past her anyway. I mean, I, yeah, I. There's so many ways this can go that when I start to think about it, my head just spins. It just literally spins. You know. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. 
But, you know, I want to tell you one thing. Um, yeah, definitely. I'm with a group called Empower You Ohio. Have you ever heard of us? Dot org? Um... I'm, I'm, I may have. I'm, I've yeah. got so many I know. organizations. <laughs> I want to tell you a project we're working on. Your Definitely. I'm listening to and um, interested in. We have a project called Media Accountability Project, and you can go online and look at it. And what it is, we're counting every day how many inches is positive to Trump and Hillary. And for the inquire, and we're sending it to them. And anybody who takes the pledge agrees not to read the Enquirer or buy it for 90 days after the election if one candidate gets more than 20% more than the other. And so far now, it's so far ahead for Hillary's favorite over Trump. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't believe, you know, I really don't believe the polls. And then two, two places to talk about electronic voter fraud to, to look at is one is, is you just type in open letter to Donald Trump, okay, dot com. And there's also Watch the Vote USA. Okay. And uh, are you familiar with Jim Conda Jr.? You ever heard the name Jim Conda Jr.? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, actually, I've had him on the show multiple times. I'm hoping I'm going to be able to get him back in again on Sunday. So if we're playing this on Sunday, we'll, we'll know by that point. Um, we were supposed to have him on this past Wednesday. Unfortunately, he wasn't able to make it. Uh, but, he, I mean, those are two of his websites. He's working with people around the country. Uh, especially with Watch the Vote USA, he's watch. I mean, he's working with people in you know California to here, and they have conference calls and things of that nature. So that's uh, Watch the Vote USA, USA. Okay. and then there's also Open Letter to Donald Trump. Okay. Those are the two websites. Okay. Um, you can find the, those links uh, by going to uh, my website, which is uh, www.bargelogicpoliticaltalk.com. That's I love your name, Miss Barge. Do you like poetry? Yes, I do. I do too. Do you <laughs> love Do you love Shakespeare? Some. 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 Yeah. But my, the, the people ask, well, Rob, why, why, why Bard's Logic? I said, well, I said, a Bard, you know, master of, you know, jack of all trades, master of none, which I do kind of consider myself. Uh-huh. Um, and then Logic is that, you know, we try to, the perspective we try to do politics is by, there we go, but it's by using reason instead of, you know, get, getting all emotional, because emotional can get, you know, the emotions can really cloud things up. Uh, so we try to do it from that perspective. Um, and then, as I said, you know, I call it the grassroots way the people show. It's about the people. It's about the grassroots. That's why you don't see my name on there anywhere, uh, because it's about the message, not the, you know, the messenger. What, what station are you on? Just I'm on the Internet. Okay, it's, it's, it's a blog radio show. Okay, good. And, and, and all, the, all, the, all the shows are archived. You can yeah. get them all on uh, iTunes. You can okay. download them to even your cell phone okay. through iTunes. Well, you know, something interesting about what you just said, Bard's Logic, um, we actually did an Empower You on Shakespeare's influence on Abraham Lincoln, and, and Lincoln actually went back and read a lot of Shakespeare's things when he was trying to make decisions. Really? That's yeah. interesting. I did not know that. Yeah, it was a great presentation. Yeah. Hmm. So, you're right. Bards do add a lot. You can learn a lot from reading those things. Well, I appreciate that. I, I, I never had that perspective before. Now, I... I, I you know, unfortunately, you know, because the way things are set up on the show, I can't do any pausing, so... You know, uh, well, we've got a while, and which is fine. But if there's any closing thoughts, that something you want to definitely want to say out to the people that we'll be talking about Sunday night. Um, my closing thought is, like I said, I think the future of our beloved republic hangs in the balance. And if ever you should go out and vote, this is the time, and ensure that ensure that your vote is counted properly. Yes. 
Very important. Yeah. Take a picture of your vote if you have to. Right. Well, I mean, take your cell phone, click it. This is the person. Now, I heard that some poll uh, watcher, uh, poll folks might try to stop you, but what are you going to do? Confiscate your phone? Right. Right. You cause a riot. Yeah. Why would they stop you? Well, <laughs> supposedly you're not supposed to be able to do that. Oh. I mean, I don't. I haven't heard anything definite, but I I've heard people say, oh, you're not you're not allowed to do that. But guess what? I'm doing it. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, well, I appreciate it. Definitely. Okay, uh, you. And, you know, call into the show sometime. I know, you know, we do. Um, oh, no wonder people hung up. Oh, my gosh. I was talking all these minutes and they didn't hear anything because I put myself on uh, mute when I was playing the audio clip and I didn't turn it back on. Uh, that's probably why uh, we didn't get anything. So I apologize for that, folks. Uh, but uh, we've got that back. And so I do have some folks in the line. Just push the one on your number dial uh, when you're ready to get in. But let's go ahead. I believe we have our guest on, and that's uh, Jim Connor Jr. So let's go ahead and welcome him to the show. Thank you very much, Jim, for coming to the show. How are you tonight? Hey, Robert. How are you doing? Um, Good. I, I think well, I made a little uh, a little show snafu. I, I, I muted my mic, and then I, well, I was talking, and I didn't turn it back on. So there might have been about a minute or so of, of silence, and there's people on the call, and they dropped because they probably thought, well, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, I uh, got well, in and heard, too, I, unfortunately. I I, it was only about silent for about 30 seconds when I get in, but I just figured Blog Talk was hooking me up, you know. Uh, understood. Um, so it's great to have you on, uh, especially since, we, unfortunately, we weren't able to have you on uh, Wednesday, but, you know, we're doing our special edition tonight. Uh, gosh, right. a couple days before the election. Unbelievable. I know you've been busy because you've been on a couple shows today. Right, right, and I'm, I'm, I as I, I had to write a, a, a ghostwriter an article for somebody that I, I mean they're gonna may change it, but I gave them the facts so that they can be published over uh, in uh, in overseas and across the Atlantic in one of the countries, and I was not I turned the TV off because I really had to and, and you know the and the everything off between the la- the last show that I think you got me on on. Uh, Smythe Radio about the election fraud, um, and I, I am disturbed to hear as I get back in the loop here that maybe you can enlighten me. The FBI uh, came out and said the investigation was over that they announced uh, eight days ago or something, or nine. Days yeah, ago. but they didn't. They didn't find anything. That that that's a stage. How can you? How can it take you 15 months uh, to go through 55,000 emails, but eight days to go through 650? Yeah, How does that no, happen? That, I, there must be a tremendous power struggle going on behind the scenes that we don't see. I just hope the good guys are going to win because if if this is any any indication, that's a bad sign that the the big boys are going to fix the computers for Hillary. The fact that they dropped this investigation so fast, but uh, I hope yeah. that's not the case. But I don't. I mean, it's I I'm, I I mean, it's like the FBI don't. There 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 must. And are they're destroying their own credibility by by what they're doing? Oh, it, it, I mean, it, it stinks! It, it stinks! It, it just stinks of corruption. I was going to say stinks the high heaven, but yeah, uh, it, uh, it, it yeah. stinks of corruption. Unbelievable! At the highest levels, FBI. You know, I mean, you thought there's kind of an F, uh, a little feud going on between the FBI and the Department of Justice, and as you mentioned earlier, there very well may be still, you know, with with a power struggle going on. But wow, this is this is incredible. I mean, I mean, how many times have we heard the pundits saying, "Oh no, there's no way they'd be able to go through all go through all that and then get a decision on what's going to happen uh, before the election"? How many times did we hear that in the past eight days? Right, 
Right, right. And then uh, uh, I guess the Democrats are going to praise Comey again as a great individual. <laughs> so, but, yeah, yeah. Now there you go. First they love him in, in July, then they then they're blasting him, and then they're going to come back and be like, "See, see, there's." And you know what? Here's the thing. I think the fix was in for it anyway. I think the fix was uh, in for them to try to come back. This, you know, because think about it. Why else would Hillary Clinton be so blasé, saying, "Oh yeah, do the investigation, show"? I think she knew. Yeah. I think she knew they yeah. were just going to spend a couple of days on this, and then decide to say, "Oh no, nope, nothing to see here." Yeah, yeah, it's quite incredible. So I don't know. I think I, she I, knew. I'm, yeah, I think you're probably right on that. I just, uh, uh, and it you one possibility here is that the Clintons have been collecting. Their team has been collecting blackmail on everybody, and they pulled it out on somebody. But um, yeah, oh, I, I, I felt that I felt that the uh, once Trump tweeted out about the electoral election fraud of about ten days ago and a few other things, and then Comey did that. I felt that the powers that be were standing down and were going to let the vote stand. But now I'm more worried. I'm hearing in other words, you got the liberal media, the left wing media is just. Uh, uh, Frantic was saying how Hillary's rising in the polls and all this baloney. She, she, of course, Trump's getting still thousands and I mean tens of thousands of people at every rally, no matter where he goes. And Hillary's holding very few public appearances. And according, yes. I have a definite. This is not hit, This is yeah. This is it's not hit the media, but I know for sure from people near Beaumont, Texas, that she was to appear there. Uh, last week, and they canceled the whole meeting because there were only eight people showed up. So Hillary never showed up, but wow. she was coming ready to go there. And they only eight people. I think five of them were press. Uh, so then you got Tim Kaine got thirty people in Florida, and I heard another place yesterday he got three. Uh, while Trump's get, and Mike Pence has been getting three thousand here and there. So um, I, again, this I I don't believe the discounting of these. A rally, so I don't, and I don't believe that I, I do not believe the discounting of the uh, uh, the online polls, where it, it, most of them you can only vote from one IP address. So by time you, you know, I don't think many people are running to their next door neighbor's house. I certainly don't know how to change an IP, although I hear it's possible. But most people, that's not above their pay grade. So those online polls that they took, where Trump was winning eighty percent to. 20 or an, I heard an ABC poll he had 94% on one of these online polls. Those to me are also significant. The problem with the polls that almost everybody is challenging is that um, uh, is, is that we really don't know how they're done. So the only thing in Hillary's favor, if you look at it, is, hey, she's winning in our big network polls. That's the only thing in her favor, and they constantly keep repeating that over and over again. So we had a scenario in 1980 where the liberal press, uh, the mainstream media, liberal, really too kind of a word for them, uh, were saying that Carter was going to win right up to election day, like 47 to 39 percent, and Reagan won. Now, of course, there was not as much of the country computerized at that point. I think it was only 55 percent, and um, but the, we could be experiencing that now where the mainstream media, the big networks are putting it, still going to put out their phony polls right to the last minute. Uh, mm-hmm. And, uh, well, and, uh, and they are not, uh, some people think that there's going to be such an overwhelming turnout for Trump that, but I see some of the uh, media like the Washington post saying that 
Trump Trump supporters are angry and bracing for a big defeat. Well, um, you know that that could they could be hoping that, but I really think if they announce Hillary the winner, half of the country is really not going to believe it. I know I'm not going to. Um, no, Newt I'm not Gingrich either. Just said, and and, and we, Gingrich, need to get, we need to do something about that. Go ahead. Yeah, I'd like to. I, I hope somebody with a big enough voice calls for a if, if it happens calls for a big demonstration in Washington, D.C. when Hillary, they attempt to fake inaugurate her to have millions of people are testing with signs, lock her up or, or uh, Ill, you know, illegal election or something, because I really think, mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't know, I, I just think a lot of people are not going to buy this thing uh, with how, and her speeches are so horrible. I, I've really been irked at a lot of the people, even on the conservative end, saying Trump doesn't oh, address the issues. Why is he getting Every time I hear his speeches, he does. I mean, I acknowledge all his drawbacks. You know, I mean, nobody's perfect, but this, in the world of uh, social media and omnipresent media, you're going to have every flaw that a person has just about come out. But and he does have some I wish he hadn't had in his younger life. But his speeches are very substantive. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that any presidential candidate has ever had so much substance in their speeches. Uh, certainly not Romney, certainly not McCain, certainly not W. Bush. Uh, Pat Buchanan had a lot of substance, but I think Trump even goes into more stuff. And then he answers his critics, and that's what people like when he goes off, uh, you know, go, just answers the, the dispute of the day. Right. But that doesn't stop him from addressing all the issues. So I really believe that is a total uh, – it's just too bad the conservative media parroted the liberal media because if he would so-called stay on message – I'm sorry? Yeah, so-called conservative yeah, so-called, media. I think, I think they're in cahoots with everybody else. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely George Will and all that stuff. But when they um, – you know, when, when Trump uh, uh, would not answer a charge, they would then – I don't I think he usually answered it, but they, they'd pound him over the head with whatever scandal they were pushing so-called. And mm-hmm. then when he would answer it, they'd say, oh, he's off point. He's, he's wasting his he's, – he's not going to win because he's not right. on message. Well, that's a bunch yeah, of baloney because you've got to answer. The other option is you let people bash you with false charges like that he – like, you know, he was the only one that saved that beauty queen, Spanish beauty queen's job when she got 60 pounds overweight. Or you answer them, and of course the press doesn't like it answer. They'd rather you sit there and let them heap false charges on you, which is what Romney – and McCain basically did under the excuse that they shouldn't rock the boat. But anyway, so I'm the, I'm just disturbed to see this. Uh, I'm disturbed to see the FBI doing this because it means to me, and, and maybe everybody doesn't believe that the computers are as much uh, rigging of the computers as by the three companies as much a factor as I do. But it means to me that the uh, power struggle at the top is being won by the Clintons, the fact that uh, at this minute anyway, uh, by oh, the fact yeah. that the FBI director director reversed himself uh, today again. You know, got, yeah, I've got uh, a, okay. an article here. I mean, you got to be kind of um, you got to be kind of careful with you know articles people post. You don't know if they're 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 true or not or whatever. But you know, yeah. The most frightening political fix that's gone uh, it says frontpagemag.com. I don't know if anybody, you know, I've heard of that. I've heard, yeah, I've I like heard to see it. all the 
Oh, have you? Okay. Yeah, because I mean, you hear all these uh, front, you know, all these different alternative news sources. It's great, but then, you know, of course, you don't, you know, quite know all of them are, you know, legit. But yeah, this one's on yeah. frontpagemag.com, and it's called The Most Frightening Political Fix, The Most Breathtaking Fix in American History. Um, and there are some people who are contending that the whole scandal, and we're definitely going to get to the electronic voter uh, stuff, uh, but this is kind of something that just developed today. I mean, not just literally yeah, hours yeah, yeah. ago. And so, uh, you know, they're talking about the, um, this, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a most frightening political fix. And there's some, uh, the title, and I found this on Facebook says FBI director, James Comey sold out his nation as Limbaugh predicted. He distracted from WikiLeaks for a week only to declare nothing to see. And then this article uh, points out and says, today if we you – know, I, you know, I know how we are about reading articles on the, on the air, uh, but still here. It says, uh, today we have witnessed the most frightening manifestation of the corruption of our political system, uh, doubly frightening because of what in uh, all yours or adjures, uh, for all of our futurists, Hillary Clinton should prevail in the November elections. At the center of this corruption, but hardly alone, are the criminals, cl- criminal Clintons the Bonnie and Clyde of American politics, and their Democratic Party allies. Well, we should not fail to mention also the Republican enablers who would rather fight each other uh, and appease their adversaries than win a political war. We knew the fix could uh, – we knew they could fix the Department of Justice. We suspected they could fix the FBI. What we didn't know was that the fixes would be this transparent, the secret meeting with the chief culprit uh, and the DOJ head, the next day announcement of justice or by justice of the Clinton bribery investigations will be postponed until well after the election. The suspiciously brief FBI interrogations of former Secretary of State who, during her entire tenure, had recklessly breached national security protocols, deleted 30,000 emails, and, and it goes on. But definitely check that out. It's at the free uh, pagemag.com. Uh, I'll have it posted on the Bard's Logic political site. Um, Barnes Logic, a political talk uh, page here on Facebook. So uh, check that out. You just Google Barnes Logic political talk and get that. Go ahead. So did they have any new revelations in that that article? I, I didn't seem to hear uh, it. None that I've. No, I didn't see. No, I didn't see any either. I think they're just you know, you know, just kind of summing things up with the, uh, you know, the corruption. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's there. Go ahead. No, that's all. No, that's all. I just wondered, but uh, yeah, the, it, it is. It is so transparent this FBI thing that something is wrong. I mean, it's unbelievable that they reverse themselves again. Oh, it's it's well. That, the bad thing is, is it's actually is believable. That's kind of the hard thing. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the hard thing. And you know, people are furious. I mean, you know, I know I am. I mean, this is unbelievable. How can anyone can see this and not see? The corruption is beyond my comprehension. Right, I agree. Yeah. And uh, and now, if you want, we can get started on you know you know our, our conversation. You know, we want to get out because you know we we'll have new people listening in. Or I've got a caller who uh, they like to come in and make some comments. Uh, which one would you like to do first, Jim? Let's go to the caller, and uh, you know, let's go to the caller. And, uh, I don't know if we have a. If we have any listeners on who aren't somewhat familiar with the election fraud, but we can go over it again, or we can let people comment, you know. 
Yeah, for, yeah, for the people listen, new listening to the show, we've got Susan on the line. You know Susan. We've also got a couple other folks. Uh, so when you see me ready to get in, uh, just push the one on your number dial. Go ahead, Susan. Thank you for calling to the show. How are you tonight? Oh, I'm tired. I just got home from working, helping my daughter get her bakery up to run by the 15th. Oh, Lord, you have no clue. <laughs> Hillary doesn't know what it's like to really work. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, yeah, I've been reading that about um, uh, Bill Clinton's other son. He he wants Obama to step in and speak up because he said, doesn't my lust matter? Because he's half black, you know, and he's claiming to be um, Bill's son by this lady who sold his services, I guess, to put it delicately. I don't know any other way to put it. Um, and he said, Hillary don't want to acknowledge him. Well, Hillary don't even want to acknowledge the niece. Some niece is going to vote for Trump. So she said that Hillary and them don't even care. She, She's his, Bill's half-brother, Rogers. The, the wife and him split up, and so she's his daughter. And she said they never cared or helped or did anything. And Roger was a deadbeat dad. So she's refusing to vote for Hillary because she was treated badly and ignored. So they even got people that are relatives that are not happy with them, you know. So what can I say? That was re- that's been really interesting to read the personal stuff. And then, of course, there's the, which I sent you, the sex orgy island and <laughs> okay, I yeah, know. I didn't, I didn't look into stuff. much about that Lolita Island. Yeah, I, I haven't looked much. I mean, I haven't looked much into that. Um, you know, the whole Lolita Island thing. Uh, but you know, what do you think about the you know the developments today with Comey? I mean, is that unbelievable or what? Well, the whole well, the sad thing is believable, is but the whole thing is unbelievable. I just can't believe there are people who still want to vote for her. They refuse to acknowledge what's going on and what she's done. They just keep harping at Trump, you know, and it's like, I, he's not perfect. And I reluctantly voted for him just this one time, you know, I'm third party, but it was just so bad. That what else do you do? And this one guy, he says, he, he believes she'll win the electoral and Trump will win the popular vote, which he thinks will cause chaos. We need to – well, and that's another thing is we, we we need to fix the electoral system. I think it's defunct. Yeah, I I haven't liked it for a while, um, not because it shouldn't work, but because, uh, because of all this kind of stuff going on. So I've been, I've been against having parties anyway, just – Send out seven good people. Say, hey, these guys are closest to the Constitution or whatever. We're going to let you – and just a popular vote wins. It's six or seven people. Just You vote for a man, not a party. This party thing has gotten way out of hand. George Washington did not believe in the party. He was against it. So, I mean, I've read that. Okay, so – Well, let's go ahead and, and then we'll bring. Uh, oh, you don't, oh, yeah, let's go ahead and bring. Uh, we got Ed on the line. Uh, thank you very much Ed, for coming to the show. How are you tonight? Hey, good to talk to you again, Bard. Uh, nice interview. Good Saturday. Um, oh, thank yeah, you. It, thank you. 
all eyes got to be on Florida. Florida's where it's at again. And, you know, it's like, that's where I'm from. I already got my voting for Trump. And I, I never voted for a Democrat or Republican president until this time. The only reason I'm voting for Trump is he's not really a Republican. Um, so hopefully he will pull it out because, you know, he, he is for the American people. But at the same time, Florida is a very vulnerable state. We have so many people here. I mean, we're strong supporters. The people here are strong supporters, but it's predominantly, you know, the uh, the typical Americans. Now, we, we're looking at the Latino vote that's going to come out. It's going to be very powerful, and that's very strong in this this state right now. We have a very strong Latino population, and how they vote is really what's going to probably determine the outcome of this election. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm well, not. Heard, I'm uh, a lot of Cuban Americans are voting for Trump. Yeah, Cuban Americans are, but it's not just Cuban Americans. With a lot of Mexican Americans, Puerto Ricans, everybody else here in the Latino community. That you know, hopefully, and there are a few for him. But I'm just saying, all eyes are on Florida. If Trump loses Florida, this election is over. If Trump wins Florida, it's probably a 75, 80 percent chance he might win the whole thing. But you know, you got to watch Florida. Florida's going to be very, very delicate. It's it, you know, it, it, you saw what happened in Florida with the um, Gore Bush election. And, you know, that that went to the Supreme Court. And here it's going to get to the point where all the other elections since Bush Gore have been within 1% of the vote. So if Trump wins by 2%, that's going to be a landslide. If he can edge it out by 1%, that would be great. And also you got to look at North Carolina. North Carolina already has said they sell you and the NAACP because of the purging of some of the uh, – the voters are going to actually bring us if Trump wins, if Trump should win North Carolina, they're going to bring suit. I'm, I'm sure you heard of that, right? They're going to bring a lawsuit and, and say this, that the election in North Carolina was stolen because of the purge. Really? Yes. So if Trump wins, they're going to bring a, they're going and, to bring a suit saying that it was, it was fixed. Yes. And, but the federal government, again, yes. like what happened in Florida, yeah, and that and you can just go ahead and put ACLU, you know, in their uh, North Carolina vote, and you'll see what I'm talking about. And basically, they're saying, you know, they're not going to challenge it if it's Hillary, of course. But if Trump wins North Carolina vote, they are going to actually bring a, a, a challenge, like what happened in Florida in, in the 2000 election. So he said, there's a lot of things. This this election, you know, Hillary. If she can steal this election, she's going to steal it. No, I think so, and I think Jim can uh, speak a lot on that. How familiar are you uh, with the electronic voting uh, concerns, Ed? Well, that that too is a concern, you know. Uh, In Florida, at least we have ballots, you know. Although they're done by machines, we have ballots that we actually, you know, we don't vote on a an electronic machine. We go into our precincts and we we put a ballot on and we vote on a paper ballot. So you got paper mm-hmm. ballots you can go back and you know, we had hanging chads in two thousand, but now we have these regular paper ballots that you have to you know, put a black 
mark on it for sure. Fill in the, bo- so fill in the box. Easier. Yeah, we have that here in Ohio. Yeah, so it's easier to count that way. You know what but, I mean? If, but right. electronic machines yeah. are very dangerous. They're very dangerous. Yeah. And, you know, the some problem, states have that too. Yeah, Ed, the problem ahead, is, if, 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 by the way, Robert, I may call back in on a second line, a landline. You know how in the last two after hours we've I've been disconnected because I guess the cell phone gets tired or something. Yeah. Is that okay if I call in yeah, on the landline that. as well? <laughs> Please. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, okay. that would be great so, to do that. Anyway. Ed, the problem is is that you, you, I sound like you maybe have the same system we do up here in Cincinnati where we mark a ballot. we now got paper ballots you can read, which is good. You mark it and you put it like in an ATM machine that looks like a safe, but it eats the, you know, you kind of slip it in and it eats the ballot. Right. Is that how you do it? When you yeah. get done voting, do you put it like in an ATM type machine? Yes, that's correct. Yeah. Although so I, the problem I, I did is, the early vote. Yeah, even though there's paper ballots, they're they're disappearing from the people. So that's the problem. We, we, you know, we uh, I've right. been involved in this uh, stuff for for a few decades now, and and we people the, the media misleads. They try to act like things that are significant that are not. So we need paper ballots counted at the you know before they leave the public site. Now, this would stop all early voting. Early voting is a new phenomenon. It only came about in the last, I'm going to say, 15 years and maybe a little longer, but into just a few places. Now it's everywhere. Well, when you early vote, those ballots are taken out of sight. They're left in warehouses overnight, maybe for a month or 15 days or 10 days. And that gives a chance that, – that before 1960, before 1970, that would have disqualified all those ballots. So – it, we're we're trying to raise awareness of how how crooked the current election system is. Early ballots would go. Everybody would have to vote on the same day. Uh, what you could do though is 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 like they do in some countries in Europe, switch the so you only do the president, the senator, the congressman, the governor, the state house, and the state senator on election day. So you only have six items, the six most important items. Okay. And then you would do the rest of the balloting two weeks later. That would be one way to make it simpler on election day and make it easier for everybody. But but then the other thing is that uh, um, you know so for one everyone uh, would vote on the same day. But then also the ballots would be counted right at closing time. They'd never leave the public site because right now the ballots are leaving the public site and then they're counted on computers we by with secret software. Um, by basically three companies. Bev Harris uh, texted me back last week that these three companies, ES&S, Hart, and, and Dominion, which most people have never heard of, any of them, they're counting 99% of the votes, she says now, even though they don't quite have 99% of the counties. There's a lot of small counties that other, about 100 small counties that other companies are counting, but they're counting 99% of the vote in secret programs. That's the problem. And this is what I'm afraid of, when you got Phil, Phil uh, Gingrich just said on Hannity a few minutes before I called in, Robert, that if they if they don't steal Philadelphia, Trump will, uh, Trump will win Pennsylvania. So even somebody at Gingrich's level, he was Speaker of the House, of course, is worried about either old t- old fashioned fraud where they just stuff in more paper ballots, have people voting that didn't really vote, or B electronic fraud and and so 
Um, this is the case with North Carolina, Florida, Ohio, you name it. We don't really know what's going on with the electronic count. And, of course, once they take your – even if you vote on Election Day, once they take your ballots away, nobody's allowed to see the ballots for 21 days. So we're taking that election night announcement on blind faith that the uh, computers were programmed right, that the report, they were reported right to the uh, networks by <clears> – <throat> by an intermediary group no one's ever heard of, National Election Pool, and so forth. And this is why, again, we believe the only solution is to uh, count the ballots ballots at closing time before they leave the public site in the open. But with the way things are, um, the question is, do the people who can fix the computers, those three companies, do they believe that the people will believe it? In other words, if they announce Hillary's the winner on Tuesday night, do they do, 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 will most Americans believe it? And I'm thinking they will not. Uh, now I'm not expecting people to go riot in the streets because usually populations, you know, people like to respect order and most people really. <laughs> maybe we should. I just don't expect it. But I do expect maybe a, a lot riot, of people, but at least protest. Yeah. 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 Protest, and I'd like to see a million, two million, five million person protest. Uh, up in uh, D.C. if they try to uh, inaugurate Hillary, saying this is a rigged election. Um, but anyway, I'm, I'm a little worried about the FBI switching themselves today of whether they think they they can make it happen. You know, if, that I'm thinking the more – I'm worried that they think they can put Hillary in and make it make it stand. And I'm, I'm worried about that, seeing this FBI reversal today. Mm-hmm. It means a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure – has been brought because I can't believe that Comey doesn't realize how stupid he looks doing this. He must have done it under tremendous pressure, I would think. Of course. He's under yeah. real big pressure. And, you know, he's under pressure from both sides. And the people hand him his resignation notes, and he's saying, well, I want to try to do this. And then, you know, the Obama administration controls the FBI. It's coming in there with Hillary and her money. I mean, he's, I wouldn't want to be in his position. It's not a good position to be in. But as far as getting back to the election, not all states have early voting. You know, Michigan and Pennsylvania yeah. don't have early voting. So, uh, I mean, really, the voting thing is up to the states, you know. And it's like the states have the right to implement their own voting systems. And they shouldn't all be polluted by uh, George Soros. And we need to get back to having our states stand up. And, you know, make sure that we have ballots that we are confident are counted correctly and put in the right place. Right. Absolutely. And we've got, uh, you know, real quick, uh, because, you know, I was just informed, uh, I've got Kelly on the line. Unfortunately, he doesn't have a a lot of time uh, tonight, but he does have some reports, and we've got plenty of time, uh, you know, for all the information. Uh, and also, of course, since we're going to have it on podcast, too. So let's go ahead and welcome Kelly. He's got uh, some information for us, and uh, that is pertinent uh, you know, to our discussion on the election. And then uh, we're going to, we'll, we'll continue on. Go ahead, Kelly. Thank you. Well, yeah, great to be here, guys. Um, all right, how to get through this quick. I do want to communicate again. I know the listeners have heard this before, 
but it's fundamentally important to understand how the FBI works. Well, who created the FBI? 1908, it was the Justice Department. Well, who created the Justice Department? It's not in the Constitution. It would be, uh, you know, 1870, Congress decided to do the Justice Department. By the way, at that time, the federal government, the crimes that were being committed on the federal level would basically be treason, counterfeiting money, uh, tax evasions, you know, tariffs and other things like that. So there really wasn't very many crimes on the federal level. Now, before the Justice Department, who was investigating, well, it would be the grand jury. They would be charged by a judge, and there you go. But since um, our country has gone this way of expansive government, they decided to have another alphabet soup uh, agency, and so the Justice Department can block uh, the FBI from getting to the uh, grand jury. However, 18 U.S.C. 1504 a person can submit a letter requesting to appear before a grand jury. There you go. Give the evidence. Issue a presentment. Anyway, that's the system, and it's because of the Fifth Amendment that you can get away with murder, as um, Senator Kennedy did in Massachusetts with Chappaquiddick. No indictment, Massachusetts. He got away with murder. So in the Justice Department box, petitions or won't investigate or get it to a grand jury, literally Hillary can get away with, grand jur- with murder. Um, and it all goes back to the Fifth Amendment. No person shall be held to answer for a capital or otherwise infamous crime unless under presentment or indictment by a grand jury. So that's how the system works. If you compare that to the states, the states have an attorney general that is elected, not appointed by the president and confirmed by Congress. So the guy at the top, as in the president, appoints an attorney general. Its main job is to run the injustice department or just us, only justice for us when we've been offended, not for everyday people. And, so and we Jim, have we got, real, real quick, real quick, Kelly. Jim, I do got you on uh, your, your mic open on the on the landline, so just wanted to let you know I got okay. I got you. Okay. In. Go ahead, Kelly. Thanks. Okay, so basically, there's there's somewhat of a non-clarification in the Constitution that has caused this loophole. Why Hillary Clinton? There's a dead potty count around her even during the primary. Uh, Seth Rich was one of the first. He WikiLeaks, and then 4:30 in the morning, he was dead. Uh, than several others. One paralegal told me there was up to nine. So it, if unless she gets beat by Trump um, or say Gary John, uh, wink, wink, that's libertarian, 5%. That's what I'm going for. Anyway, um, she's, it's going to be absolute tyranny. When you understand how the system was set up, not intended for the government we have now, you'll understand why we have this mess. Now let's go into what we're doing um, uh, Jim's going to find out more on our board call, which is supposed to be happening in about two or three minutes with Watch the Vote. We are doing an online declaration drive. We're about 99% there. Uh, we did a test run yesterday. We've got a bunch of questions. And the bottom line comes down to, folks, very important. Go online and check your registration. You can go to Watch the Vote. You can find the declaration form on the form is where you can go ahead and check your registration. Check your registration the day before the election, the day of the election, and seven days thereafter. Why? In our declaration drive, in the primary, we found people getting kicked off the uh, electronic registration database. And that means, and one person reported, he said, I heard the problems in other states, I checked my election results, I'm sorry, I checked my registration status on election day, everything was fine. The next day I checked also, I was kicked off. And many days thereafter, all of a sudden, I was re-registered. Well, it is illegal to count the vote of an unregistered voter. And guess what? All that guy's votes were probably nullified. You've heard other stories, too. Of course, people get thrown into other parties. They show up at the 
precinct with their sample ballot, and they're not on the roster. What the hell is going on? Well, we talked to the uh, California Secretary of State's office this week, Alex Padilla, who's very likely in on it. We, t- we spoke with the OVSTA. That's the Office of Voting Systems Testing uh, Analysis. With the vote counting software they are representing, they go through the software line by line. Then what they do is they make copies at the Secretary of State's office. When a county is in contract with a uh, vote counting software vendor like Dominion or ESNS, what happens is mm-hmm. the Secretary of State sends it by courier to the counties and they install it. So in California, we have a somewhat secure system on a scale of 1 to 10. It might only be a 5. Other states might be other 2 or 3. We don't know other states, but because of Deborah Bone in 2007, she did an awful lot. She decertified them all, put them through this rigorous process. And so California is good on the vote. Counting system. So I'm talking to Todd in the OVSTA office. I'm saying, hey, Todd, uh, it's my second call. Have you uh, found out who's in charge of examining the software of the voter registration system? He said, I told you. I don't know. I haven't had time for that. So wait a minute. You guys are the Office of Voting System Testing. Voting Systems Testing. Come on. He didn't know. He didn't know if there was another department. He's like their spokesman. It's like, what the heck's going on here, folks? Has anybody done a serious hmm. vetting of the election software that is used for voter registration? That's the problem we saw, and so did election justice. Um, and, and so somebody could hack into this, flip voters, take them off the roster, or the more clandestine way is the second or third day after the election, you're taken off the uh, registration system, and your vote, when checked with the vote, so- vote counting software, all of a sudden your vote is null and void. This is very frightening. Wow. Because most people don't know to yeah. check that this is going on. So the no, people are voting. We're setting up the declaration. Know that. The, the way? I said, I would say almost everyone doesn't know this. Well, how, how would you know? I mean, you vote, you go home, everything's fine, and then they knock you off the voter roster. And you probably didn't even know you got voted off, I mean, or knocked off, do you? Well, that's what we found out was shocking is several people had that happen. I mean, some had it happen before. Some people had it after they voted. It's really frightening, and so that's why you need to watch the vote. We're going to have it up um, late tonight, but at least tomorrow. Go to watch the vote and look at the declaration form. And there's also a faith test, if you will. Do you believe in, do you trust in the system? Do you trust in the voting system? You can, and, and we got ways uh, to take the results. Hopefully, we're going to get millions, um, at least uh, you know, hundred thousand, two hundred thousand uh, people filling out the the what's called the vote trust, um, the vote trust questionnaire. And the graphics are going to show something that an awful lot of Americans do not trust our present electronic election system. So that's what we're up to. Uh, when we get this out. We want people to splash around the web any way they can, internet, I mean, meaning uh, your email, Facebook, et cetera, et cetera, and, and splash it. Yeah, send me that link, to, okay, Kelly? Yeah, when we get it up. We've got a trial system running, but it's not good enough for right yeah, now. Yeah, email it to me. I'm telling you, we got to get this out to uh, thousands of people to spread it and let it go viral so we get a display of, of when, when this starts happening and how much the American people do not trust the electronic election system. So that's 
a quick update from me. Okay. Yeah, definitely email that to me. What I'll do is I'll you know I'll post it on my uh, my Twitter, my my Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, you know things of that nature. Uh, so definitely uh, put that up there. Uh, you know, give it to me when you have time. And so we do have some other callers on. Uh, just push the one on your number dial uh, when you're ready to get uh, get in. But let's go ahead and bring it back over to our guest tonight, Jim Connor Jr. Go ahead, Jim. No, I I thank Kelly for doing all that work. He's carrying the ball on all that, and that's a great idea. And we we need to uh, promote that as soon as it gets up and all that kind of stuff. That's good. And I, I hear some background uh, noise going on, so if we can uh, just kind of try to keep that in the minimum because we do keep uh, the you know the mics open. Oh, uh, another another thing I wanted to mention: um, we are okay, doing this okay. with election. Yeah, we are doing this effort. It's a it's a joint effort with Election Justice USA. Um, they were Bernie folk. Um, we were, you know, lots of vote was Ron Paul folk in twelve. But it's it's a joint effort. We have completely dropped our political differences to uh, somehow try to ensure an honest vote and hear from the voters. So I think that's a beautiful thing when you, you may say left and right coming together for the greater cause. And when, when they did the same thing for the primary, uh, election justice and watch the vote, we had similar uh, efforts, but separated. We didn't know each other was doing it, and we came up with the same results, particularly for California. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's, you know, at least we have two witnesses from two organizations that didn't know each other, what each other was doing. So I, I'm trying to tell people, folks, this is serious. Yeah, it definitely is. I mean, we're, we're we're really down to the wire, and then for this to come out today. Does anyone else? Did anyone else find it? And I'll bring it to you first, Jim. Uh, did anyone else find it peculiar that they decided to announce this on a Sunday? I never heard of it before. I've never heard of a major. I mean, isn't the FBI supposed to be off on Sunday? <laughs> but I've never heard of a major news announcement on a Sunday before that I can think of. You know, as opposed to a spontaneous event like a plane crashing or something, that can happen any day. But a government agency pre-planning to release a major news release of this magnitude on Sunday, I've never heard of it before that I can think of. So I think all these things are are pointing towards this this being rigged. How how can people how can you know people not see it? It's just beyond me. Uh, really, I mean, I just don't see. I mean, I know there's tons of people out there that don't follow it as much as you know, as much as we do. Um, but man, I, I, I tell you what. And um, okay, Susan's got me. Uh, okay, I, I I just got that message, Susan. I don't know exactly quite what you're what you're talking about there on Facebook. Uh, but let's go ahead for the you know, Jim. So. One of the things you know, we're going to concentrate on, you know, with the show tonight, is talking about uh, keeping the what Donald Trump calls the political establishment. And I think, uh, man, I tell you what, we'll um, let's play his audio. Uh, have you? Has anyone, has anyone here seen his newest ad? I've seen a few. He's running a lot. So let me go ahead and play. Yeah, let me go ahead and play this one, and then we'll bring it over to you, Jim. Uh, because I think he okay. talks, you know, you know, a lot about the political establishment, and let's kind of link that up uh, with them stealing this election uh, for the folks okay. who, you know, whether they're on the line or listen to the podcast. 
you know, between now and the election day, you know, they 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 can know what's going on if they haven't, you know, come to the show before. But here's that ad. That's, yeah. uh, it's, I think it's a very powerful ad. Our movement is about replacing a failed and corrupt political establishment with a new government controlled by you, the American people. The establishment has trillions of dollars at stake in this election. For those who control the levers of power in Washington and for the global special interests, they partner with these people that don't have your good in mind. The political establishment that is trying to stop us is the same group responsible for our disastrous trade deals, massive illegal immigration, and economic and foreign policies that have bled our country dry. The political establishment has brought about the destruction of our factories and our jobs as they flee to Mexico, China, and other countries all around the world. It's a global power structure that is responsible for the economic decisions that have robbed our working class, stripped our country of its wealth, and put that money into the pockets of a handful of large corporations and political entities. The only thing that can stop this corrupt machine is you. The only force strong enough to save our country is us. The only people brave enough to vote out this corrupt establishment is you, the American people. I'm doing this for the people and for the movement, and we will take back this country for you, and we will make America great again. I'm Donald Trump, and I approve this message. Well, I want to do music with ads sometimes, especially when I'm trying to play that back as an audio. Uh, but you get the gist, uh, Jim. Uh, I mean, I thought it was a very yeah, powerful was, one. I definitely I could... recommend watching the video, uh, which you can actually find on uh, Herman Cain's uh, www.caintv.com. And it's uh, Trump's amazing final ad. And it says the and then P.O. But, uh, but check that out. You can uh, find uh, the link here on uh, Blog Talk Radio on, on the show page here, as well as uh, you'll find the link in the show's description uh, there on uh, the Facebook page. Go ahead. No, I was going to say I could hear that well. And, boy, I couldn't write that any better if I sat down and thought about it. So, I mean, these are tremendous uh, on-target speeches. Um, and the only, you know, the only caveat, I've got to keep coming back to it, is that, uh, we hope that the vote is let to be counted because, yeah, we can vote, but is it going to be counted properly without a bunch of electronic fraud? Um, but but Trump has, has driven home the idea of the potential for rigged elections. So, I mean, it's there. It's out there. It's the first time ever in the public mind as a, an election issue. But, no, I thought that was a tremendous uh, ad. It sounded to me like it was longer than one minute, though. Was it like a two-minute Internet ad? Yeah, it's like a two minute. Yeah, it's like a two minute ad. But I, I tell you okay. what, I mean, it was powerful. And definitely watch the video. I mean, it really does add to it because you know it, it uh-huh. shows. You know, I think one of the clips hit. Part of the clip has like uh, you know members of the G20 and things of that nature in it. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Okay. That's yeah. That's great. So go ahead. Let's uh, go, go ahead and, and continue with. Um, 
what you, what you were saying with the count. Oh, well, I mean, I don't know how many new people we have on that haven't heard before, but the, you know, the problem well, I'm talking about, like, is, new, new listeners, maybe not as much. You know, we got some on the call, but also to the podcast, uh-huh. you know, we always have new people listening in okay, all the time. Okay. Okay. So I would recommend to people to go to electionnightgatekeepers.com. There's a, two videos there, a short one and a long one. The long one is 34 minutes, but it should answer all the questions about how what happens on election night, why uh, we're looking into a black box trying to figure out what happens. Um, but, uh, you know, I all practically speaking, all we can do is go and vote. I don't agree with those people who learn that things are potentially crooked and say don't vote because the more good people that vote, the more people that vote in the right direction – the harder it, they they got to look at that and say now, you know, if this is, you know, at, at what point do they want to uh, do they want to just blatantly violate the will of people to the point that they that it might be discovered that these are highly questionable mm-hmm. election counts, you know, so, um, uh, you know, there there's a, the the twelve election night gatekeepers again are the three large companies ES and S Hart and Dominion. That have been imposed on every, uh, you know, almost every county. Not everyone, but probably about three thousand of the three thousand one hundred. And then um, you got the five TV networks that covered up. I mean, uh, the, these three companies are now out in the open. Uh, why have the networks not told the people about them? In other words, the people should know who these very powerful people are, mm-hmm. who are processing our votes. You got the five networks, and you got the. I say the Republican Democratic National Committees, both major parties, because they have green-lighted their counties and even encouraged their counties to hire one of these three big companies. So you got the five TV networks, the three election vendors, the um, uh, the two national parties that have green-lighted that it's good for the companies to hire these companies, and then you have. Uh, national election pool, which is the group that does all the official exit polls, and they also are the group that trans that kind of transmits the uh, the voting results from the precinct counties counties to the national level on election night, and they do all the exit polls. Well, yeah, I think you know people. I think a good idea would be, and I'm planning on doing this. I mean, I think of, you know, everybody, and it's like 3,000 precincts, right? Uh, maybe it's some more than that. But, I mean, if, if each person, you know, counties, just one counties. person, counties, you know, I mean, if, if one person for each, let's say even say precincts, uh, I know it would be a massive undertaking, you know, perhaps. But, you know, if, he, if yeah. you could just get one person to do, you know, just stay at the poll and do, do their own exit polling and just, you know, find a way to, I mean, it's too late for this year, but, find a way to, you know, get all that information back to one, you know, one source, you know, that, well, you know just yeah, grassroots-wise. Yeah, if we get some momentum, that could be done, and they could uh, have a sign that their exit poll and so forth. And, yeah, so, yeah, that would be good. Yeah, the, unfortunately, um, I mean, that's... Things, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just, no, just going to say, unfortunately, of, I don't, that wouldn't be something that could probably be implemented this year, unfortunately. Because we only got two days. But um, the uh, 
the the round out those election night gatekeepers. So then number eleven was the national election poll, and they do all the exit polling. And then the twelfth is AP Wire because the five TV networks in AP Wire own national election poll. A national election poll is the one that transmits again from the local level counties to the what's announced on TV, and they control the websites of quite a few of the major media on election night. Okay. So that's how it's done, and we just need to kick them all out of the process. I mean, maybe we're not going to kick the media out of it, but we're going to kick them out of any right. influence. And then if they make false announcements, the election or the real count will expose them, as happened in 1996 when they all projected his opponent and Bob Smith, the senator from New Hampshire. The paper ballots mm-hmm. that were hand-counted trickled in from around the state, and he won when all four, four, four networks at that time, there was no Fox yet, all four networks in 1996 projected his opponent as the winner. And they did that because they thought they had it fixed, enough of the votes fixed, but apparently they didn't. And the hand count came in from around the state, <laughs> and, and Bob Smith won, okay? So um, uh, anyway, that, that's, that's uh, uh, some other uh, something on the 12 election night gatekeepers. So what do you think, um, you know, and I know everybody at this point in time with this election is, is pretty much exhausted with it. And the ba- the thing is, is if, 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 you know, the only respite, think about this, folks, who, who've been out there fighting, is that, just think of it this way, the only respite we're going to be able to get is if Hillary Clinton does not get elected. Because if she gets elected, right. that means we've got, you know, we just got, a, you know, not even three months to try to get, you know, information out there so that. Now, there is some reports that since Comey – um, and this is uh, what somebody put on Facebook. Uh, I put out there, uh, you know, about five hours ago, I put, I think the FBI director Comey needs to be investigated. Uh, the government corruption goes to the highest levels. It's time for America to wake up and take our country back. And then, uh, Laura on Facebook, uh, puts out, she goes, uh, you cannot arrest without an indictment and Obama is a usurper and nothing can be done in a way. And that, now I would like to, discuss this point is where she says in a way Comey sent us a gift because he knows the power is going down yeah he knows the power is going down and to fight Obama's DOJ is a losing battle the political football that could be used is now out of play and that does not stop the New York Police Department now she didn't really clarify on what she meant by you know, the the New York Police Department now, you know, I've seen where they're doing their own type of investigation. But has is, is anyone here out there heard or anything or know anything uh, with any kind of uh, New York investigation going on that's separate from, uh, you know, the FBI investigating? And also, uh, now that the FBI isn't investigating her anymore, does that actually open it up for the New York Police Department to investigate her? Does anyone know anything on that? I would imagine they could do it uh, if they. I, I, I'm afraid there's obstructors up at the top of the police department or above the police department because you're talking about the the Anthony Weiner investigation that because that that's been around since September. I don't know why the guy hasn't been arrested yet for for if, if we're hearing correct reports on what they found on his computer. You know, I don't agree that mm-hmm. it's hopeless to oppose the Justice Department, but you'd need the Republicans in Congress to start to get a backbone, and, you know, they could indict 
uh, Lynch and Comey for obstruction of justice if they don't watch out. I mean, there's plenty of the fact that they have not prosecuted Hillary for destroying 33,000 emails after she yeah. got a subpoena. That could be obstruction of justice. But you got to have leaders uh, in Paul Ryan's position that got some guts and are willing to really fight and go to the wall. Uh, the Republicans act like they're very timid and that they've been told you can't do this and you can't do this, and they they follow it. But why they don't simply, uh, 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 you know, uh, uh, really come out fighting with the with the tools that are at their disposal, such as the power of the purse, I I don't know to this day what's going on there. Well, the truth truth of the matter is, the Republicans in power are the true obstructionists of justice. And, you know, Bush and, and all his people that are coming out, like uh, Condoleezza Rice, saying that they're going to vote for Hillary, you know, they are the obstructionists yeah. of justice. Right. So, so <laughs> you're asking the people that are really the obstruction of justice to do it. They're not going to do it. They are the real enemy. And that's where our problem is. You know, we got to realize that the Republican Party isn't our friend; it's our enemy. Yeah, Here's here's something that you want to know: the NYPD does have enough ammunition to force the FBI to reopen the case. They found these emails on Anthony Weiner's laptop. If it's even his, that may be Hillary's laptop that she actually lost way back. They were saying. But um, the problem is that, you know, when you do wrong stuff, it can come back to bite you in the butt. And um, they found all that garbage, criminal activity by Hillary and everybody on there, um, uh, Jeffrey Epstein, who that had that sex violent or whatever, Hillary went there, uh, let's see, six times. Bill Clinton went there more than 20 times. Um, the problem is, guess who is going after the uh, NYPD? They are going to try to, um, what would you say? Remember that, that guy that was shot accidentally or whatever, mistakenly, the black guy, um, a couple years ago by the NYPD? Oh, what was yeah. his name? Eric? Okay. They are threatening um, the NYPD, the FBI is, that they will make an arrest and try someone for that, which if, if, if it's been wrong all the way along, why didn't they do it to begin with? It should have been done to begin with if they knew there was wrong stuff doing this. You know, why, why they were apparently saving it for blackmail to begin with for something like this, because if it's wrong, it's wrong. It should have arrested somebody from the NYPD when they did that. So anyway, they're trying to use that as a sledgehammer on on the NYPD. Otherwise, they would be arresting Anthony Weiner and Human and everybody. Eric Garner, that's it, Eric Garner, yeah. Um, someone, they are threatening to charge someone, and that's actually the Justice Department. Well, I think, I think they Justice might char- charge her. Charge her and then just get she just ended up being a pardon by Obama or Hillary. Well, they're threatening to charge someone that's been unrelated in the accidental heart attack death of Eric Garner almost two years ago. So they're threatening him. So one group is the other group. That's why the NYPD has been able to do nothing 
because they're going to try to protect their guy, of course, and they can't do that if they go after him. So there you go. Your spirits will find you out to haunt you, and obviously that was wrong because they, they killed the guy, and now it's going to be used against them, and they can't do what they want to do. So it shows you. It's a rigged system. It's a very rigged system. Yep, it is. I don't know who they're who they if the if the person was guilty they should be charged anyway. But if they're trying to just charge anyone in general, then that's wrong. So I don't know. Yeah, that's why that's why we need to bring back common law grand juries, and we need to investigate things by the people for the people and other people. Well, at the end, unfortunately, it looks like we lost Kelly Todd. Maybe that other call that was coming in for him. But uh, a common, what did you say, call that common law grand jury? Grand juries, yeah. Yeah, I think we had uh, we had a discussion on that because I believe we had uh, Terry Trussell on, who was part of, uh, yeah, Terry, were you there for, for those yeah, conversations that we had Terry on? Not that one, but, you know, it's, it's you're late, and I usually fall asleep before you get on. But, uh, you know, it's, I try to make some of your – because you got a good show, man. You bring good people on. And that's that's a, a good thing to have is a, a common law grand jury. We used to function on a common law jury um, in the 19th century. But in the 20th century, they started taking away from us. And that's – you know, now it's almost obsolete, and we're trying to revive it. And, you know, I'm sure you talked to him, and he gave you the information on it. But basically it means – that it's just the common people that can overlook the uh, elected servants because their elected servants are getting out of control. Mm-hmm. And they need to put back in their places, put back in their boxes because they're out of the box and they're out of control. And this election's proof of it. You know, it's like if Hillary wins, <laughs> I, I agree with Donald Trump, it's a rigged system. Right. Well, I tell you what, you know, I mean, and I've been calling. Uh, he calls them the political establishment. I call, you know, I've been calling them the political class. Whereas, you know, we're they, they don't serve us anymore, and it's more like they're the new oligarchy, and we're here to serve them. Right. And you know, that's the way government goes. But even our founders saw it that way. They they saw it happening years before it happened. They you know they they talked about it and says you know if 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 the people aren't vigilant. This was going to happen, and we're witnessing it today. That's why we got to stand up, and we got to get out there and say, "No more." And you know, regardless of the election vote, because there's probably a good chance Hillary's going to get in there. It's up to we, the people, to get educated and stand up to these guys, because all these people need to be shut down. The district of corruption, I call D.C. the district of corruption, isn't going away one way or the other on this election. We got to start standing up to these people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jim, what? And Jim, I got a I, I have a question here, and and that is, is there any signs that people could look for that that's going to kind of signal to us that you know what this we're, we're, that we're definitely seeing election fraud. Especially electronic election fraud. Is there, would there be any definite signs or signals uh, for us that we can be, you know, looking at uh, on election night to be like, yep, yep, there it is, and we can kind of 
you know, point our fingers at it, say, okay, this is something to look at because uh, this could be, you know, showing us that uh, we're, you know, we're witnessing electronic voter fraud. You're asking me? Yes. Uh, only when tremendous enough computer breakdowns is one thing. They, they don't, the powers at the top of the, don't want that to be known, but a lot of times the local election guys just there's a break, so they come out and have a smoke or whatever, and they're talking to the reporters. They say, "Yeah, we had a breakdown in there. It should be up in 15 minutes." That's that's one way when there's massive breakdowns uh, in your city or anywhere. Hmm. That that's that's one way. But the big problem is if we could go down to the board of elections and uh, storm the battlefront or, or whatever, and have enough people that say, "Okay, you're right here. Count count these two precincts." Um, you know, even if they, uh, even if they, if they say that, then, uh, uh, or we see those breakdowns, it's still hard to tell what really happened because the, you know, it's a, it's a, it's, it's, it's so hard to tell what really happened because of the fact that the vote is secret and we can't get at the ballots. If we could get at the ballots, uh, then we could double count them that night, you know, but, uh, that's, that's not the way the system's working. So, it's very hard to tell, and when there is a co- computer breakdown that they uh, announce, uh, that to me is a sign that something went wrong with them because they, you know, they don't want uh, people to uh, have any idea what happened, you know. So, but anyway, so yeah, the uh, uh, we it's very hard unless there's a massive breakdown and that comes out uh, to the public through the news, through the election officials locally who are innocent, just running the software who come out and tell the people. Uh, <clears throat> but, yeah, it's very difficult. This is what – it's very frustrating because it's like well, everybody wants to play the game, and it's a baseball game or whatever. Everybody wants to have the ref, the umpire, I mean, enforce the rules. But you find out the whole game has been rigged in advance. They already know the final score. Uh, this is the problem mm. with what we're facing. They've very cleverly taken it out of the hands of the American people. Tim, do you think we're going to have a conspiracy theorists we're bringing up, right? <laughs> so, want to say that again? Do you think we're going to have a contested election? Okay, I, I, I both two. I, I think two people are talking ahead, at once. Ed. I haven't. Oh, uh, I apologize. Do you I, think? Do you think we're going to have a contested electionist this time around? Well, if Trump loses and he sues, that would be a good thing. It would be good for him to sue all secretaries of state. Either way, do you think there's going to be contestants? Oh, you think you know, Hillary loses? Um, that's you know, well, the North Carolina. North Carolina already came up and said that if Trump wins their state, they're going to contest it, and it's such a yeah. close election. Do you think we're going to actually see uh, a contested election like we saw with uh, Bush Gore? Well, I. I hope I hope if Trump loses we do. If Hillary loses we might. That's that's I hadn't thought about that much, but I guess there's a very good chance of it because Hillary doesn't want to lose and Trump doesn't want to lose. Both of them are very competitive. Uh, it seems like a different world from when Mitt Romney and McCain was running, where they they really were so dainty, and that it's like you know they, you couldn't even <laughs> yeah. imagine them challenging yeah. things like Trump does, but. I mean, as your guess is as good as mine, but I guess there is a better chance this time that it would be uh, contested, where uh, everybody doesn't just accept the result. But yeah, that's that's a good good question. But I, I don't. I, I would be. I'm just guessing, but I think it, it is a better chance that it would be. 
what, what's really going to make me disgusted is if they came out and claim Hillary wins by a landslide, because one of the ways to try there's to no say, way well, to hell. I hope not. I hope not because Trump is saying he brought up the electronic fraud, but the but the the media is basically saying to everybody, well, it's you know it's it's there's very rare cases of voter fraud, which is not what we should be talking about. Uh, you know, like people voting mm-hmm. twice. So, and they've said, I've seen it in liberal media or mainstream media saying, if Trump loses by a lot, then he can't say there was voter fraud. You know, or they're leaving out the electronic fraud, which I hope Trump gets back to. But in a lot of the speeches, he's mm-hmm. still talking about the retail fraud. You know, but uh, right. yeah, that's the thing. If they try to make it, so again, since they can publish anything they want, uh, then if they say, oh, Hillary won North Carolina by ten points. Then people are going to, you know, they're just going to say, well, so it doesn't matter. You can't say it's rigged because nobody could vote that many times twice. That's missing the point of they can electronically adjust right. the computer. So, you know, that that's the danger here. And I wish yes. everybody doesn't want to face that they've taken so much of this out of the, Amer- the American people's hands. But they have. That's the essence of the problem. And why I need to just throw out the computers and, and get back to the hand count so that they can't so that we we know what happens not that we're just yes. guessing what might have happened. Yes, I agree with you. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, there's just no indication that one that Hillary Clinton would would win. So, I mean, if you just go by the crowds, and I think you said this before, Jim, uh, that if you just go yeah. by the crowds, I mean, I don't see how you could see where. Hillary Clinton would, would would win in any type of landslide, and I right. think they may know oh, yeah, that. Yeah, that's why yeah. I think that they may try to manipulate it, make it look close. The worst, that's why yeah. you know, I put in here, you know, don't let her slip by to victory on election day. So I think if they do, if they decide to go ahead with it, then they'll just try to make it. I mean, here's one of my, you know, make it look as if she just, oh my gosh, she just barely made it by one percent or yeah. whatever like that. Yeah. But yeah. My concern is is that that Trump, I, I hope Trump just does not concede at all. I mean, if, if they rig right. it, which you know we'll see, but if they rig it, I hope he decides. You know what? I'm not going to concede because something's up. Right, right. I, I really hope, hope he does. He doesn't yeah. do that. Right. And if he does, and let's say just for to be the devil's advocate here, if, if Trump were, were to concede, if if it, if it comes to that, then it's going to be up. It's going to be up to us to, to carry the yeah, reins and say no. Yeah, we are not going to. We are. We're not going to accept this. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what needs to happen. And we we need to have that. If it's if they dare to say she won, we need to have that million two man man or worse march up on D.C. on the day of her inauguration. This will be getting like. A lot of countries in the past in South America and that where you actually don't have an agreement on who should be the leader of the country. That would be but it's better to do that than to let all this go deception and potential fraud go down silently and act like everything is okay. Mhm. Exactly, which is my concern. You know, and that's I've not told people even for months, you know, even when we've been talking about this is, you know, look, I mean, we can't, you know, if if they do steal this in which is a, which is a real possibility. We we yeah. we can't, you know, we we can't it can't be over. It can't be over. I mean, right. we just can't go back and be like, oh well, you know, okay, we fought the good fight, we lost, you know, and now it's time to go back to our, you know, our regular lives. Just not no that they're counting on that. They are right. counting right. that we do that. Right, exactly. 
That's when we need to fight harder. And we do need to take it to the streets. We need to go. I, I like your suggestion. That's what we should be doing in our inaugural address is get out there and put a big march on. And and beyond that, we got network. Go ahead, Robert. No, I, I was just going to say, let, let, let's hope that, you know, the powers that be know there's enough people awake who are going to who are, who are know that we're not going to accept this. Go ahead, Jim. Yeah, and, and also if we could then somehow get the word going that the uh, you run for your precinct in you know one of the major parties. There's no reason why the Democrats got to be communist for the rest of our life, but you run for precinct, and that's in the May of the even years basically, and then you go ahead and go to the county organizational meeting the next month, which is usually June of the even years in many places, and then we put in new party leadership then we can change the candidates from the local to the national level if you you know when you gain enough counties and that's what we really need to do that's a plan and they're 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 going to be worried about marches if they know we're also coming for, to take over their jobs and by the precinct system and of course then you'd have a mm-hmm. network of people by email and maybe phone and what whatever gatherings in communication with each other across the country and that would be Excuse me, that would be a step forward, step forward from where we are now. But, uh, the, you know, we need to add to the letter writing and the yelling at them and the, the marches, that precinct thing, because then, that, then we're coming for their jobs, you know, mainly the party bosses' jobs and the senators' jobs. And then they would really, then, then a lot would see a lot start to happen. Uh, the establishment would try to stop the common people, you might say, the everyday people like us, from taking over the system but at least would be on the right playing field. So we're always promoting that, Network America. We need leaders in each county, and the ideas that come in by word of mouth that come in by email, but then once you get enough people in your county, uh, let's say in a small county you had 50 people, you know, then they would start to meet, and then you'd start placing people into every precinct uh, in the in the area. So when you run on the May primary, you got a chance to win, you know, and uh, and then when when you uh, when you win, then you were able to go to the county organizational meeting, which very few people have ever heard of, in June, and pick your party leader, and the, and the executive board, and that's what we're lacking is being at those meetings and putting our people in those places, uh, in order to change the system back to a, a fair system, you know. So if you, nobody knows how that works, or if anybody doesn't know how it works, I should say. There's a six-minute video at networkamerica.org, which gives the uh, basics for how a precinct uh, mobilization works. And one of the things I want to, you know, bring up because it came to mind is, you know, I remember back in 2012 um, when, you know, you know, after Romney, they thought, well, here's 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 what's one of the theories about why the GOP uh, put, you know, coordinated Romney. They pretty much thought, well, you know, let's go ahead and, you know, and this is what a lot of the people thought as well, okay? Like, yeah, let's go ahead and, you know, put up Romney. You know, that, that's who the establishment wanted. And if they don't win, great. We, we actually don't want to win the presidency because we want the House and we want the Senate, okay? And, you know, and I think some of your, you know, rank and file, I hate that term, uh, but, you know, some of your rank and file Republicans were like, yeah, okay. You know, I get that strategy. You know, have Obama for four more years, and we'll have the you know, and people dislike Obama so much. We'll just have the House and the Senate, 
you know, we'll get increases in the House and the Senate to offset Obama. Well, that didn't yeah. happen, did it? Right. I mean, what yeah, has Obama not gotten, you know, what he's wanted? And so right, we can't exactly. do that. I mean, that can't happen this time. Yeah, it's like he had no opposition uh, in the key moments in the Congress. It's, I, I mean, the GOP rightfully has been destroyed in people's eyes because they've been unprincipled. They haven't even stood up for what they say they were going to stand up for. They're Democratic computers. They really never walk the walk. Right. Uh, exactly. No, That's it, all they do. They say something. They I, talk and they, they don't get it done. Yeah, and, and it's either one of two reasons. Either one, they're so afraid of being called, you know, a, you know, a racist or a bigot or whatever that they're that, that and because they're you know it's a black president, you know, and so their you know their fears you know gives them cause for an uh, action. Or which I don't think that's as likely. What I think is more likely is that you know they like their spots. They think okay, well you know we'll keep they'll keep the people keep electing us in here as long as someone like Obama or or someone like Hillary Clinton. You know, is is in the exact you know top of the executive branch. You know, and and some people discount the executive branch. It's unbelievable. Oh, we got checks and balances. You know, we, we who cares who gets in the presidency? The president's not that powerful. We've got the House. We've got the Senate. We've got the judiciary. I say BS because the executive branch. What what do they do? They appoint the judiciary. Okay, they you know. Do exec, you know, executive orders, right? You know, they they have the they have your cabinet members, they have you know your bureaucracy, you know. So just to say that you know, oh my, well, just the executive branch, you know. Let's what be honest, the executive branch in this country is the most powerful I mean, branch. I think. Too bad. I mean, Why is it getting cold up there? Yeah, yeah, you got to turn it okay, on. That, okay, it'll work. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Robert, that is a new th- I never heard until like The last few years that we don't want the presidency That's a new one It's like, I can't even believe they're saying it The president is not only very powerful He's the symbolized leader of the company, country And he's who people look to for leadership You know um, yeah. If Trump, if Trump gets in there And does uh, gets on TV a lot And does like the, the equivalent of Fireside chats with what Roosevelt Did over the radio I think that would be a good thing. I think Trump should keep using Twitter. I think he should use Facebook. I think he should start his own Trump TV network online and uh, do all that so he can have a way to get his message out to the people around this crooked news media. Yeah, it certainly is. It's, I mean, I mean, even and here's the thing, and I mean, you know, I think this has been going ever since 2012. You know, with 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 Fox, or I used to call them, you know, faux news. Is that look, you know, they're they're not the conservative news media that a lot of unfortunately a lot of conservatives think that they are. They're really not. Right. Uh, at right. least I, I don't. You know, you might have like Sean Hannity, you know, and Lou Dobbs, you know. And I, I mean, I was watching, you know, not that you could take him seriously, but I was looking at the the Golfrey show or who's that guy? Um, Jeff Golfrey, or I don't know what the he, he tries to be what funny. Sta- He's on the five as what well. Sta- what station? Oh, you're talking about Greg Gunn. On, Fo- on Fox News. 
Yeah, yeah Greg Guppell, that's it, that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was watching his show last night and he had his panel on there and I was starting to scratch my head thinking, Am I watching Fox News or am I watching CNN? I mean it's not as uh-huh. bad as CNN, but it wasn't too far from it. I mean, even this blonde well, who I thought was was fairly conservative wasn't acting like it. You're talking Kath you're talking about Catherine Timpf? Is that the, 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 the little blonde with glasses on yeah, on yeah, on his glass, show? She has big glasses and she's real thin and she writes for National Review though. So yeah, I've noticed that they you know, they like you say, they're like morphing into a CNN light and of course Gut Gutfeld has always been anti Trump. Uh and yeah. I think mainly because Trump wants to build America rather than keep involved in these other nations. And that's not the neoconservative agenda. They want to stay us, keep us involved over there with hot, with wars, I, I think, and maybe some hot wars again. So yeah, I, and Andrea Tantoros, if anybody remembers her, she was on the five or no, she was on the, the, the noon show a lot outnumbered and on the five. You'll notice you haven't seen her since about April of last year. Cause I heard she was, uh, she was, given a time out because she was being too critical of Paul Ryan and the Republican Congress. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and that's what, see, I mean, that's what Fox News has become. I mean, they just become another arm of the, you know, the Republican establishment. Yeah. Yeah. They don't want to be too critical. It doesn't seem now Hannity's really seems to be developing. As you said, Lou Dobbs has always been good. But they got Lou Dobbs on the business channel, which doesn't have near the viewership of the Fox channel, right. you know. That's true. Yeah, I mean, well, and then Hannity, well, here's, here's what I think. And here's what I think why Hannity, I, I, well, he's kind of, you know, the outlier, is, uh-huh. you know what, he doesn't need Fox News. He doesn't need Fox yeah. they, they, News. Fox News needs Sean Hannity more than Sean Hannity needs Fox News. If Sean Hannity yeah. wanted to go out and do something by himself, you know what, and say, forget you, you know, Fox News, I mean, he he would take a lot of people with him. Then people are like, yeah, because there's people, I mean, I'm looking at social media, and there's a lot of people like, you know what, the only person I even really watch anymore on Fox News is, is Hannity. I mean, yeah, they do, you know, Dobbs yeah. as well, but yeah, it's, it's Hannity. Right, yeah, yeah, and uh, your O'Reilly is kind of... Uh... He's been. He wants to. He. I. I sometimes wonder if Hillary Clinton has something on him, because he's always bent over backwards, act like Hillary is kind of like a, an okay candidate, kind of. You know, like she. He, she needs to be treated with, a undue respect and all that kind of stuff. And uh, he'll make excuses for, her and not really treat her as the. She's a sub just by campaigning, she's sub a sub candidate compared to past. Uh, you know all the candidates of the of the, much of the past. Even when you despised them, they at least had some stamina and credibility as a candidate. Where Hillary, it just seems like they're some kind they're of redeeming quality. <laughs> yeah, some kind of redeeming quality. Uh, Pat Buchanan said in '96 about Bob Dole that the entire establishment was picking him up and trying to carry him across the finish line. You know, like he he had to be picked up and put on their shoulders. He couldn't walk it himself. And this this was on mm-hmm. the primaries. And that's how I feel about Hillary. They're they're really um, trying to almost carry her over the finish line, you know. Like she can't hardly. I mean, well, it's might have to physically carry her over the finish line. Yeah, yeah. Is is the lady trying to say something? It seems that she's tried to chime in a few times. Oh, go ahead, Susan. Go ahead. If, I, if we cut you off, I apologize. 
Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> I know. I was. Just we we, we yield the floor. Oh, okay. Thank you. I have a question to ask you. Did President Hillary Clinton pardon herself? No. I know the answer. I've never. I, I, I've I never think heard she of I've been hearing of people talking about it the last few days. I had never thought of it nor, nor, nor heard of it until the last few days. But what do you say you do have the answer? Yeah. I've heard, I, I've heard, I, yeah, I've heard, I've heard that she does. She can. The Constitution says the President of the United States shall have power to grant reprieves and pardons for offenses against the United States, except in cases of impeachment. That's what the framers of the Constitution intended to be that way, except in cases of impeachment. But uh-huh. uh, the Constitution was written with the power was to divide the powers throughout the government. So it does seem odd they would give the President of the United States the power to commit crimes and simply pardon themselves. She has done many things, you know, as we all well know. Um, <clears throat> however, Republicans in the House of Representatives start making the case now because the House has the power to dump someone who is crooked like that. They have the power. And, um, but of course, we know they're do nothing Congress. Um, yeah. I, I would expect President Obama to pardon her himself before the end of his term, possibly. Um, but uh, here's a question, though. Let me ask this question Can they pardon somebody before they've been convicted? In other words, uh, Hillary hasn't been convicted mm, no. of anything yet. She has to be indicted. She has to be indicted first, yeah. So, so yeah, okay. ...or alleged misconduct as Secretary of State being investigated by the FBI. So when she was Secretary of State, she could issue a pardon for that. But doesn't it have to be, doesn't it have to be at least... Like somebody said, at least an indictment or something before they can pardon. They can't just give a blanket yeah. pardon on non-specific things, can they? No, I mean she would have. To, yeah, I mean she she would have to have been indicted. Certainly, she would have to have been indicted yeah. first, and then you can pick yeah. part. Or if she's under you know something happens to her, she gets indicted for. But let's say she gets she's the president elect, and let's say she actually gets to. Uh, inauguration day, but the investigation, which should have been still ongoing, was still happening. Okay, and then she gets she gets arrested for something that she did prior to becoming the president. Then, through my uh-huh. understanding, because it happened prior to her uh, becoming president, she can she can uh, pardon herself because it was something that happened prior uh, to okay. her because she cannot be impeached for something that she did prior. To being president. Now, if she did something yeah. while she was the president, then she couldn't uh, pardon herself from an impeachment because that happened during okay. the president. Have, uh, Robert, I have to leave the phone for just a few seconds or minutes here, but I'll be I'll be back. Okay. Okay. Just don't lose the line because in eight minutes we won't be able to call back in. <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna disconnect, but I'm on a landline, so I can't carry it all over the joint. I just got to leave the room for a few minutes, so I'll be back. Oh no, that's okay. fine. That should I should I mute the mic or should I keep it open? Uh, Robert, nope. the framers yeah. gave the house they gave the house the power to remove a lawless president from office, and she is the definition of such a leader. That's why I said call Paul Ryan and or email him and ask 
if we can count on him to lead the charge. Oh, yeah. You don't think Paul Ryan would do that, Dad? No. For a moment, I thought she said Rand Paul, what I thought she said. <laughs> no, she said Paul Ryan. It's like, come on. Oh, yeah, Paul he, Ryan, he gave, he's he not. Gave, uh, he gave Obama everything he wanted. He's going to give Hillary everything she wants. If we stick he, with Ryan yeah. in the House representative, he might as well say the Democrats got their guy in there. He has yeah. no balls. I'm sorry, Luke. Well, that's okay. We're not in Bard's Logic After Dark yet, but uh, we're, we're we're close. <laughs> we only got yeah, well, about six you minutes there, so don't let don't don't let your line drop prior to that. We won't be able to uh, keep oh, you I, the show. I hear that, but Robert, I gotta head out. I'm gonna crash out here, but uh, it's good to talk to you again and good show with Jim. There, Jim's got some good points, and let's go Trump, man. Let's get everybody off the rump and vote for Trump, and maybe we we won't have this nightmare to deal with. Tell everybody. Yeah, let's hope so. All right, man. Talk to you again. Thank you. Take care. Yeah, it's kind of in this two edge point is. I mean, I think Trump's going to have to have such an overwhelming victory. I mean, I think the I think the the powers got it. The powers that be have to see such a a groundswell of 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 Donald Trump supporters on election day coming out to the polls. You know, get, you know, seeing those exit polls and thinking, you know what. There is no. Uh, we, they got the powers up. You got to be where they're like. There is no way. And at least the other folks who were on the line, if you like to chime in, just push the one on your number dial. Uh, and where the powers that be are like, look, there's no way in hell that we can get away with rigging this election. We just we won't be able to get away with it. The people they're on to us. They're on to us. So NSA Bob, listen to us. No. But they're on to us. They know this is what we're going to do. So it's going to be such an overwhelming response on Tuesday. You know, where people are just lined up and then the exit polls are saying Trump, 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 Trump all over the country, then they, then they, they will have, as Jim's, you know, saying, they'll have to pull away because, the, you know, the jig is up, right? The gig is up or whatever that phrase is, okay? I mean, we know. We know what you're doing. We're aware of it, and there's enough of us aware of it that we're not going to let you get away with it. You're not, you're not, you're not going to get away with it because we know what you're doing. Then the American people need to stand up and, you know, make sure that they're heard. And I like Jim's idea of, you know, going down to D.C., millions of people going down to D.C. protesting her. Uh, and let's not presume she's already won, but, I mean, the, the, the fix does look like it's in, especially after, you know, with Comey. I mean, when Comey reopened it, I mean, I'll be honest, it, it gave me, you know, I was more hopeful, you know. Um, but some are saying that the reason he did reopen it is to just uh, kind of, you know, take things away from, you know, the WikiLeaks, take attention away from the WikiLeaks. You know, that's definitely a possibility, you know, for that. And so, you know, now I'm just like, oh, my gosh, they're, you know, as Jim pointed out, I mean, it looks like they're going to still, they're, they're going to try to go ahead and get away with uh, stealing this election. We can't, we can't let that happen. It's, it's, it's too important. Um, and, and if they do, man, well, we're going to have to fight more. I mean, here's the thing. I mean, she's, so much worse than, than Obama. I mean, you know, it's just, you know, for one, whatever you could say about Obama, okay, for good or ill, okay, Obama's not nearly, now I'm not saying there's no corruption there, but Obama's not nearly as corrupt as Hillary Clinton. It just isn't. 
um, you know, he just isn't. I mean, the Clinton cartel, you know, well, I just kind of made that up right now. But, you know, the Clinton cartel, you know, that that we have here, I mean, just what, watch that video. Watch the video of the, uh, that audio of Donald Trump's latest ad. You know, that two-minute ad that I played earlier? I mean, watch the video. I mean, you can find the link here, you know, on Blog Talk Radio on, you know, on the page here for the show uh, for tonight's episode. I mean, watch that video. I mean, and while you're listening to it, I mean, it's, it's amazing. It's like, oh, my gosh, you know, and uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's been a long, it's been a long fight, but it's, it could very well be even longer. Uh, you know, I've come, you know, early, early Tuesday night. It seems like, you know, it seems like they're calling the election earlier and earlier. Does anyone else know that? Does anyone else know that they seem to uh, call the election earlier and earlier? <laughs> that's to that's to get it over. It's like you might say if the if the public opinion of polls uh, are preparing us for a certain result, and then the ex- exit polls are on that day are preparing us. They want to call it as fast as possible as a fait accompli. Um, it it also you know another thing is like when Maine happened in. Uh, Ron Paul is strong in Maine, okay, and uh, when that caucus happened, they they immediately the Republic, head of the Republican Party uh, itself immediately came out in Maine and said Romney wins. That that came over all the and that's what they do on the Iowa caucus. It then mm-hmm. came out in the and so much crookedness was done up there in Maine. But even where they clearly seemed to lose, I guess they were establishment rooting for Romney in Maine. But even where they clearly seemed to lose of an insurgent-type candidate, they announce it quick because that announcement usually carries the day, and most people won't challenge it. Now, Trump, I think they know Trump may challenge it. But, uh, see, I hope Trump, he does. Where Trump is going to have a problem – I mean, he has laid the groundwork for it, but in his speeches, he doesn't. He more refers to the retail voter front. If they say, oh, Hillary won in a landslide, she won – you know, she, in a landslide in electoral votes, and she won, you know, by seven points I in, can't even see in that. North Carolina or something, then Trump's going to then have to challenge the electronic vote because they're going to say, well, you couldn't have too enough people voting three and four times to make the difference here. And that's what a lot of the right. print media, the Washington Post and that, have been insinuating. Well, if he loses in a landslide, it can't be because of voter fraud. So then he'll have to talk about the the electronic fraud and hopefully he will, because uh, once he sues them and starts discovery, um, then they that's they got a big problem. Now, Kelly found uh, Kelly Mordecai, who was on the call earlier and is a regular with you, Robert. He sent out an email where he found that the uh, companies are impervious; these election vendors are not allowed to be depositioned or have discovery, and that's been our experience when. Bob Schultz filed the clean election suit of We the People. Bob Schultz of We the People filed the clean election suit in 2000 and uh, might have been seven, might have been eight, with all 50 states representative. So there was a rep from all 50 states. When he went for discovery, okay, on the, just uh, dep- uh, deposition the voter news service then, now it's the National Election Poll. No, it was even, I guess it was National Election Poll then that company owned by the five TV networks and AP, when he went to deposition the election uh, vendors, then it was blocked by the judges. And that's what Kelly found. Uh, I didn't look at the email yet, but that's the research he found. And that's as crooked as it can be, but that has been the case going back to the 70s, where 
every time somebody's tried to get in and do discovery or deposition on uh, uh, on on um, uh, one of these election vendors, a judge has blocked it. Wow, it is not good, but that's what's happened. You know, so uh, you might say we have an undercurrent. Think if we think about it, like uh, I mean, the Dukes of Hazard was a comedy, right? But Boss Hogg right. wanted to control the city. And right. in serious world, in the serious world, you might have had in this place the mafia. In this case, just a political machine. This other city, maybe just a political machine. They want to keep power. So as long mm-hmm. as nobody is on a counterbalance, like they got the attorney, the prosecuting attorney, they got the sheriff, they got the mayor. Until the citizens start watching, there's nobody to stop them from doing all kinds of illegal stuff. And that's right. what I think was happening in the vote vote counting industry, you might say. And now there's a wide awakening in 2012, 2016, so we'll see what happens. I'm still going to be amazed if they put Trump in. I mean, if they don't let the Trump victory stand, because they're going to be begging to have tens of millions of people say that the government is illegitimate, and that will mean people will drag right. their feet on anything they can with cooperating with the, the, the legal authorities, you know. Yeah, so, we, I mean, we'll, we'll have to make sure that we do that because it's like, you know, we, we can't quit. I mean, I know we're sounding defeatist here, um, you know, on that. I mean, we could be popping open, uh, and I plan on buying a bottle of this uh, tomorrow, but, uh, <laughs> you know, we could be popping a bottle, we could be popping open bottles of champagne saying, uh, we the people finally did it. Um, yeah. You know, we yeah, did it. Yeah. And let, let, let's hope we do. Let's hope, as I was saying earlier, when you were on the line here, that may, hopefully the powers that be will, will hear, like, look, they're on to us. They know that, you know, yeah. we're, we're trying to rig this thing and then back off. Yeah, yeah I, and that's what I'm hoping happens. And that's why I'm partly tired because just of the, you know, we had a big week and getting on our ads and all this type of stuff, but uh, locally here. Right. But, um, uh, but I, I this is a very, very bad sign that Comey, they're on Fox right now, I got the sound down. It's, uh, I guess, a replay of Megyn okay. Kelly and uh, – Oh, God, I hate her. Comey, Comey's Sunday surprise. Well, this today, and of course, I I don't know if you're aware of this or how seriously to take it, but um, the Steve Pachenik guy that Alex Jones was was giving publicity to, and he's a lot of people have heard of him. Uh, Pachenik is claiming, as of like Sat, I don't know if he's caught this or Robert or anybody else did, but on Friday and Thursday of last week, maybe Wednesday, he was claiming that there's a, a bloodless, silent coup to stop the Clintons from taking the White House. And he said, we have acted, and the Clintons are not going to be allowed to take the White House again, And there's, because they're, I guess, doing the reversing whatever blackmail they were doing on whoever. So mm-hmm. with this thing with Comey, though, it looks like the Clintons have counter-cooed the counter-coup. So yeah. that, that's why I'm a little bit... I'm a little bit uh, apprehensive to see this thing happen today because it is a stunning yeah. reversal and it's like somebody pulled out mega threats or blackmail on on the the faction that gave Comey the was back in Comey and doing this you know um, mm-hmm. the Ruth Coons are supposed to be famous for gathering dirt on people but 
uh, I always wondered about that, if they were any better than a lot of other people up there. But I wonder if they are. Maybe other people just haven't spent their life getting dirt on other people. But this thing today, I'm just saying, is very strange, and it makes me worry Mm -hmm. that I have a friend who's a Vietnam vet, about 70 years old, and lives in the Midwest, and he feeds me and others with a lot of information. He just recently comes up with astoundingly good information. And he, uh, he's he been telling me once – now, again, he and I talk this way. You might you might think it's it's over the top. But he said once the communists gain power, they don't want to give it up. You know, So we look at Obama and Hillary and the, 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 the Democratic dominant faction is Trotskyite communists, not Stalinists. Stalinists would – they like brutal, you know, killing people to get their way. The Trotskyists might go with a subtle – legislative money way and um and we believe that you know that's what the democrats fit that description ron paul gave a speech on the floor of the house in 2003 about the neocons it's an 11 part Mm -hmm. speech about you know so and in there he he talks about this that the neocons are really the trotskyite communists and he's not the only one but anyway whether you call them the communist or the corrupt liberals or whatever you call them his point is they don't like to give up power once they got it, and that's why he doesn't think they're gonna they're gonna do everything they can to rig the election by all at all <laughs> levels to keep Trump out, and that that many of them would like to do that, but the question is, are the are they gonna do it? Because the downside to that is, if everybody thinks the election rigged, elections rigged, they're in danger of eventual total dispose, exposure and losing control of the voting machines and everything else if the Anger in America continues to rise. Now, if Trump wins, yeah, we should go back to the hanging chair, as I say. <laughs> well, if Trump wins, everybody's going to say, "Okay, well, the system wasn't fixed," and a lot of people go back to sleep. Oh, they didn't rig it. You know, we the people prevailed. They didn't so, rig it this time, yeah. So, to me, that might be if I were one of the corrupt ruling elite, they might say, "We better do that because the alternative and, and slog out the next four years," because the alternative is that half the people lose confidence in the government, you know, and that's, that's never happened before, but I do believe it will happen if they say Hillary won. I think half the people are going to believe it was rigged. Mm-hmm. And we've never had that situation no. before in our lifetime. And, and, maybe and, ever in and I just hope, and I just hope that the, the people who did, and we, uh, We've got John here, uh, and I just hope the people who do believe that, is, and I do believe it will be a large amount of uh, people, don't get discouraged and decide, you know what, we're just going to not do anything. We're just going to take care of you know, our own lives, just take care of our own, and not work towards doing anything about it, because that will be the biggest tragedy. Let's go ahead and hear no, from uh, John. Thank you very much, yeah. John. How are you tonight? Oh, I'm doing fine, thank you. I have a question. Mr. Condit, um, if the – Trump people would be upset if, you know, Hillary won, then doesn't it make sense that all of the Hillary people are going to be upset if Trump wins? Because my prediction is it doesn't matter who wins of those two. If Trump wins or Hillary wins, there's going to be so many people that are hacked off that we're going to have to deal with uproars anyway. We're going to have to deal with what? Uproars, you know, people getting really upset and raising cane and stuff because it, if the Trump wins, there's so many people on Hillary's side that makes up a, you know, a respectable amount of the population that they're going to just throw a fit and raise all kinds of cane. 
And then if the opposite happens, then all of the Trump are going to throw a fit. To see, I was one of those people who was caught in the middle. I didn't like either one of them, and I was looking for a third party to vote for. Yeah. But over the last week and a half or so, I start, you know, got prompted a question about um, abortion and stuff, and I thought, well, wait, Trump's the only one that if he got elected, then we wouldn't have to probably deal with the abortion. But if anybody, you know, if, if we vote for anybody else, that means Hillary Clinton gets in, then we're absolutely going to be dealing with abortion. And I feel that the Lord might hold the blood of those innocent children on my hands because I didn't use my brain. I was, you know, being so heavenly-minded, I wasn't being any earthly good. So if I was to vote for a third party and usher in a worse president, then the blood might be on my hands. So I thought, well, even though I don't like Trump and I don't like Hillary, I'm going to have to go with the masses of my fellow Americans who are – it's pretty practical that it's going to be one of them too, so I have to give my vote to the lesser of the two evil. But I still felt that no matter who wins – there's going to be a large enough population in that faction that they're going to raise a lot of cane one way or the other, and we're going to have to deal with it in a bad way. Yeah, I, I think that some people have been saying that George Soros will then rev up the agitators in Black Lives Matter and that to actually riot. Now, I don't. I, it seems like there's an element in the black community that can be moved to riot. It certainly is a small minority. Even in all the so-called civil rights uprisings, um, you generally have a bunch of paid agitators who, strangely enough, destroy their own black neighborhoods. You know, that's that thing that never made sense right. in 1968. These agitators burn down buildings in their own neighborhood. I mean, logically, if they're thinking that the white people have agreed and they would go to the white neighborhood, but that doesn't happen. So this, I think there's a lot of this, there's a book out called, there's a book that was put out in 68 by the late Alan Stang called It's Very Simple, where he went into exposing all this professional agitator stuff that then is portrayed by the media as a general uprising of the population. But now that you bring that up, uh, John, I, I, I can't think of the last time that white people have rioted in the United States uh, in our lifetimes, but uh, yeah, the, the, there's some people are saying that the the black agitators will be paid by Soros and organized and actually riot and actually start burning stuff down if Trump gets in. Uh, but I I don't see I I wonder and I well, maybe and we I should do friends. that if Hillary gets in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't see that I, happening. I do wonder. Maybe maybe in order to be heard, that's what people are going to have to do. Hate to say it, but. I wonder what I, I have friends who, I mean, I have you know I, I listen I have intelligent friends like you all. Do. Maybe we need more Bundy ranches. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was for the uh, and even someone on National Review was for the Bundys taking a stand because they said when you when the federal government is eighty percent of the land in the, some of these western states, and it's hard when it's bureaucratic inch by inch, it's hard to know where to take a stand. You got to take a stand somewhere, and that's why they supported the original Bundy stand anyway. But I wonder, a lot of my friends say, well, look, um, they say uh, they don't they believe that the news media has stampeded about half of the American people to be for Hillary. They think that it is very close. I wonder about that. I wonder if there's not more than 20 percent. I don't think there's more than 20 percent that really care that much for Hillary based on the yard sign ratio and all that kind of stuff. Even Newt Gingrich tonight said that he's in uh, was he in Wisconsin or Minnesota he said it's a hundred like everyone else is saying it's a hundred Trump signs for one Hillary sign 
That means something, right. for heaven's sakes, especially when people are afraid to put Trump bumper stickers on their car for fear that their car will be <laughs> right. And that is true. I've heard of one right. guy who had a bumper said he came out, Kroger's or somewhere here, and somebody had taken a key and run it along his car. And I know that there is fear of that or fear that your neighbors are going to think you're a racist. Where in Hillary's case, uh, you know, nobody's making uh, – is, is being vicious against Hillary supporters that I know. So – um, yeah, it's a good question of if, if there's that many Hillary people, uh, then I guess maybe they could at least try the same illegitimate uh, thing. But, uh, um, you know, I I think, yeah, it could be. But I, I don't know. I, don't, I can't see if Trump gets in a lot of people going up to protest his inauguration. I think there would be some. Maybe there would be. But I sure hope that somebody – that's got a voice will call a demonstration on the day of her inauguration to overwhelm Washington with signs of lock her up and that type of thing. I hope that happens. I would go up. I don't go to as many things. I, I never was a big traveler unless I had to go to speak somewhere. But I would definitely go up to swell that crowd if they if there was a protest if they put Hillary in. Oh yeah, you, know? you and me both. Uh, yeah, me, yeah, maybe we can maybe we can get a crew and drive but, up. Well, together. let's hope we don't. I mean, let's you know, but but we want we want them to we want them to know that we're prepared that they rig this thing and yeah. they, and they put yeah. they put you know, they pull this out that we're, we're willing to you know to not stop and, well, uh, and keep exposing this. Yeah, that's well, why we put our. Well, go ahead. Who's ever trying to talk? Go ahead. Uh, well, I, I was just wanting to interject that just on the last show, or uh, were you on the last show, Mister Condit? You can call me Jim, by the way, but I, I fell asleep. I was supposed to be on. You're talking Wednesday, and I, I, I've been running around the clock doing various things and on this related to the election and, and so forth, and I fell asleep about 8.30 during the World Series, I think. I fell asleep during yep. or, or, and I wanted to see that. That's, that's one well, that game tells I you about the see. World Series. <laughs> and I slept. No, well, I was just tired because I did want to see that, and I haven't, I'm, I haven't been a – fanatical baseball fan since I was in grade school, but I, I did want to see that. But I fell asleep, and then I woke up at 2 in the morning. Well, of course, Robert's show was off by then, so I, I'm sorry. I just, you know, I didn't make it, but anyway, so. Yeah, well, I didn't know if um, you caught the, the last show. I I pr- kind of set this up in the sense that I feel that it doesn't matter. It's all been kind of a false flag set up anyway, because <clears throat> to like me. Like big-time wrestling? The corporate, exactly, the corporate global governance group, all of the different institutions within our government and the bureaucracies, they all been staging this thing for longer than you've been probably paying. I mean, since the 40s and 50s, they've been working on this stuff. And, and even even so, even back to 1912, even back to 1912 when they ran a third party to de- defeat Taft so Wilson could get in. But, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Well, my thinking is, and this is just conjecture from just my, I don't probably have as much knowledge of history and the inner workings of governance as you have, but it seems to me that they at first were kind of off put from the fact that Trump, a billionaire, was able to maneuver himself into the situation that he has because anybody else yeah. without him being a billionaire could not have done what Trump did. And then they decided, well, since we competing from a monetary standpoint, maybe we can make this guy a stooge if he does get in. And then you remember they did all the 
preparations with the Jade Helm stuff, and they're trying to maneuver us with the TPP to to the United Nations. They did the yeah. NTIA um, ICANN contract for the internet already to the in to the UN. They used the um, JASTA 2040 um, bill to manipulate the 9/11 families, you know, the victims of the 9/11 thing. So now they have to go to the international criminal courts and the Hague and stuff to get reparations for Saudi Arabia's um, yeah. deal. So it's little by little, it's a continuing move to this conglomerate. Um, a cond- condensing of the power to the UN, and I'm thinking, well, we know they are looking for an eruption to happen in America that they can send the blue um, foot soldiers from the UN to assist our military here in America to help calm things down under martial law. This would be an excellent staging opportunity to do that. So that yeah. I don't people don't think about that, or they don't, or they just want to dismiss it. But at the same time, I'm thinking. Why is all this stuff happening so crazy in so many of our different institutions, whether it be the IRS or the DOJ or the FBI and the um, presidency? I mean, they lie through their teeth and all this stuff. It doesn't make sense that they could get away with all this stuff if the people that were staffers and the other people that were working inside our government would just say, hey, look, my boss is acting a fool and doing bad nonsense. We're going to you know, talk to the people and get this guy impeached. Well, they're all going along with it. So apparently, there's communists yeah, when they try to get already infiltrated our every part of every agency and institution in our government. So I'm thinking, how could any of this stuff happen? I mean, it has to be a staged false flag setup. Yeah, you're you're talking like a big time wrestling like, and I have friends who are adamantly agree like you do. I'm I guess what I'm hoping about, and I could I've said a few times, uh, maybe on this program, maybe on others. I could I could write a Trump a, pam, a little pamphlet against Trump, five fifty or sixty pages about his past doings before he, this campaign. But I'm I'm kind of <laughs> this is not I and I, I if if it was if the candidate was uh, almost uh, you know Kasich or Scott Walker, uh, I really would not even I would not have any hope, for, and I would not be I would be voting for Daryl Castle. Uh, this is how I felt about McCain Romney. Um, um, Bush. I, last time I voted for a major candidate was uh, 1980 when Reagan ran. Um, I even vo- and since then I've always voted for a third party because I felt that they were being moved along by the, you know, the shadow government. But um, I'm counting that like I felt about um, uh, Buchanan and Ron Paul that Trump is going to he's he's being he's speaking from his heart at, at 69 years old and he is going to like the Kennedy brothers, fall in the right direction on some things. And I know there's a lot of drawbacks about the Kennedys, and they made deals to get where they were, but they did attempt to start to put some things right, or they wouldn't have got both shot in the head. Um, and you know that's a discussion maybe that would take up a whole show to debate that if some of the people disagreed. Yeah. But 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 they, I used to be down on the Kennedys in, in the 70s and 80s because a lot of the Groups I trusted were really bashing them, but the, the, I'm not talking about Teddy. Teddy Kennedy sold out completely, uh, um, but I'm talking about John and Bobby. That they, when they got up there, they did fall the right way and and did they were trying to do some good things for the country, and and de- derail the agenda that we're on now. At least that's how I look at it. And I have a feeling that uh, Trump wants to do that too. Now, 
whether he can whether he's a total phony if he's a total phony then he's a tremendous actor because when you see him giving these speeches like the speech you played before robert was really great yeah. i mean i couldn't have written any not that i'm the the gold standard on writing but i couldn't have written it any better <laughs> myself that speech so either he's totally faking which i hope is not the case or he might want to do these some of the things now the problem is uh when you're facing all kinds of blackmail or uh, if he's got any skeletons or you're facing whatever uh, and you're also facing threats to your family, how many people will keep mm-hmm. going under those circumstances? Like having a Perot. Yeah, Perot, again, yeah, Perot seemed to clearly, but no, I agree. Most of these uh, things that I, I would be, let's see, if we started back in 1912, real briefly, Traff, Taft did not want to lose. I mean, he wasn't in on it, but they ran Teddy Roosevelt a Bull Moose Party, which was a ridiculous name for a party. He split the Republican vote and let <laughs> yeah. Wilson get in. Wilson was blackmailed because he was having an affair uh, at Princeton. He was the head of Princeton with some, not, someone, not his wife. And in those days, affairs really meant something. Nowadays, it seems to me that when people get caught having, having affairs, their popularity goes up almost. But then that would have ruined uh, Wilson, um, yeah, ruined Wilson, and he went along with a lot of things. Even though if you look on the Internet, Wilson has some tremendous uh, quotes about the shadow government. Wilson did not like what they were doing to him, and I often wondered if he was poisoned because, you know, at the end of his career, he might have been uh, – his end of his two terms, he might have been getting ready to fight back, and suddenly he fell ill with a near-fatal stroke that paralyzed him. Uh, but mm-hmm. – and then you, through the 20s, you had normal Americans, Calvin Coolidge, Harding, Hoover. Uh, then Roosevelt came in. He was consciously with the New World Order. He put all this – what's on the dollar back of the dollar bill he put there and did so many other things. Uh, moving through there, Huey Long was a real guy. He was shot. Uh, he was the governor of Louisiana. He wanted to set the monetary thing right. He was he was a real guy, and he was shot because he was going to challenge about to announce against Roosevelt in '36. Um, then you go through the '40s and 50s. so then I think the Kennedy brothers were normal people. John and Bobby they were trained by their dad. Uh, they tried to do some good things. Nixon tried to do some good things, even though he was a mixed bag. Uh, then I don't really look at I'm going through now. Um Reagan was Reagan had some good instincts and did do some good things. Reagan did do some good things. He also let the shadow government really intertwine uh whether he did it on purpose or he was just uh they were doing it while he was working on other things is somewhat debatable. But they the shadow government really intertwined under him. Clinton was no Buchanan I felt was a real guy trying to do the right thing. I could you know, he I wouldn't agree with everything he did and I certainly did wouldn't didn't agree with him endorsing Dole in ninety six and Ron yeah. Paul, the these guys got big crowds. Buchanan got big crowds and Ron Paul got big crowds. These are people I think well and I don't agree I certainly don't agree personally with the Paul Ron and Rand Paul on the legalization of drugs. I know I know got a lot of friends my age. Again, I'm 63 now. They t- I know people have taken up marijuana, and, and like in their when they're 60 years old, they start smoking marijuana. Uh, okay, <laughs> everybody can get everybody can get marijuana, but for, for the sake of the kids, especially the young kids, I'm for making drugs illegal and you, and vice illegal. I, I'm making for and you drive it underground, and then the people that really want to get it can get it, but you don't have it in the kids' face all the time like we do now and corrupting kids. Some of these kids 
getting hooked on heroin before they even started their lives, really. Um, uh, but anyway, so and then now, again, Trump, the reason I went through that big litany, Trump strikes me, it's just a gut feeling that he does want to do some good things. I know Hillary's not going to try to do anything, and therefore um, I, yeah. I'm hoping that he gets in and does good things. However, I have a lot of good, well-informed friends that feel like you do, John, that, you know, that, uh, uh, no, this is a big play acting. We're going to get smashed either way. And I, I, I can't swear that that's false. I'm just hoping it's not, not true. I don't mean that Trump is play acting. I think they're taking advantage of the fact that Trump is not, he doesn't understand the inner workings of dealing okay. with the, the staffers and the bureaucracy. And you know, most of the staffers and stuff move around from one Office to the other, and they're pretty much appointed. Yeah. So he's not—he's not, he's not going to get to pick his staff that's going to help well, run his office. They're no, well, he'll get to this. pick. But my point Go. is, is they will—he'll pick from a group of people that the oligarchy of multinational corporate global governors people say, "Here's your choices." That's yeah, what yeah. They do all the time. And then they turn yeah, around. I think and it kind of happened with Pence, but no, no, man. Well, you know it, what you're saying turn is and, turn around and take advantage of the fact that Trump. Well, you you do have a point that Pence probably understands the situation a little better, but I, I don't know that Pence ain't right along with Boehner and and Ryan. He's just playing along right now because he he figures, hey, this is better than the gig I would have got if I didn't jump on this one. Um. I think that you're right. Now, Trump would be able, of course, to pick the key people around him. But once you get outside of that inner circle of his staff, then you've got thousands and thousands of bureaucrats in place. And one of the things that would have – this is insanity. They say, oh, they can't replace these people. They're civil servants. Well, this is insanity. That means that you are stuck with people who don't believe in your agenda. So I think that would have to be changed that these – all these bureaucrats would have to be able to be a place just because you had a new president. How can you get something done if everybody in your State Department opposes what you do? They're just going to put these flows <laughs> right. on everything. So it's insanity. That's one of the things, even more than term limits, that would need to be done to get so the president would have a chance to get something done in the executive branch. And you're right. When they start going for um, – uh, See what what I would what Trump would need to do, and I don't know if anybody would, uh, unless he really is on. T- he'd need to almost go out to the uh, to the the hinterlands like where we are, and come to send people into Cincinnati and say who is on the outs with the the establishment. Like Tom Brinkman is a state rep who's really a good guy and is out on the outs with the uh, with the mainstream of both parties. He's a Republican, but. So guys like him or even guys like us on this call or gals like us on this call that want to do it, he needs to get that kind of person around him. If he goes back and just, like you said, they'll say, here's your guy from from the CFR, here's your guy from the this core, big corporation, and it'll then he'll he'll have people aboard that really are more loyal to the, what's been going on than what he might want to do, you know. Well, so you're right. You're, you're right. Well, well I, real quick, I'm going to interject is uh, – Cindy, thank you, Cindy, sent me a text, and uh, she said that didn't Bill Clinton fire everybody to just get all his people in? Uh, when you can pick certain people, but I don't think he could fire the civil servants in the State Department and all those bureaucracies. I don't think they can do that, which is insanity. 
But go ahead, John. Yeah, go ahead, John. Well, to me, it's like how we have Jeff Sessions is about the only one that's going to actually try to probably help Trump. All the rest uh-huh. of the down ballot people and all the other staffers that are put in, you know, place and whatnot. How's Trump going to operate? They're going to use him as a scapegoat because they're going to only put bills together that support their position, and they're going to ignore all of his positions that he's promised all everybody. And they'll just send him what they want him to well, sign, and they'll manipulate it to make him look like the bad guy. Uh well, yeah, I think I, I well, if Trump gets saying. in, if Trump gets in, which I still think he's got a you know a shot, especially you know if the people come out you know and mass. I mean, if his rallies are any indication, you know, I think he's got you know. Yeah. I, I think if enough people show up at the polls, there's lines and lines out in the polls, and all the exit polling starts pouring in, where they're like, oh man, there really is a ton of people here, but for Trump, the powers that you know at the last moment, the powers that be may very well be like. Yeah, we're we're not gonna be able to get away with this, as you as you said, uh, Jim. You know, yeah, there, yeah. there's just too many people out there who's gonna be saying, you know, it's rigged if you know if he don't get if he don't get elected. I mean, I mean, they made to make that decision, you know, at the very you know at the very last moment to say, you know what, we we there's it's just too much exposure, you know. We, I mean, even even Fox News, I mean, they backed out off of it a little bit, but I mean, they even brought it up. Uh, you know, at least you know somewhat. I don't know if they're talking about it as much. I mean, I, I I thought I read somewhere also that they you know kind of scrapped all the email talk from uh, Trump's Trump's speeches, which I think is a mistake myself. I think really? like, look, really? I mean, people, this just pro- this just proves that it's more it's still corrupt. Yeah, but yeah Robert, yeah, what I was referring to was after he becomes president, all of the down party ticket people are not on board with him. So he has to have the Senate, you know, and the House of Representatives bringing forth bills to his desk for his platform. Because in, right. at this point, they don't really support him. So no matter what he tells us right now to get elected, if he doesn't have enough senators and congressmen that will actually put a bill together supporting his platform policy position and put it on his desk, then he ain't going to get it. Yeah, and and the thing well, is, Hillary's now, better, still have better than him and Hillary Clinton in there. That's yeah, and true. what Trump would have to do, and and again, this is what what Reagan did, but Trump would I think do it even more forcefully. He'd have to go on TV and say, "Look, I'm getting opposed by Paul Ryan or whatever's happening. I'm getting opposed by this. I mean, and we got Jeff Sessions and this senator. Some of the senators may get a backbone once they see they got a president behind them. So you might have a few that come out of the closet, um, and in the yeah, House, but true. you know." But he would have to say, I need your help to get this through. Call your congressman. Same time, he could be working the precinct system. And, of course, if just like Trump made the election issue, a the rigged election issue, a front and center, and I give 100% credit to him for doing it in the sense that all of us have tried for decades to make it a big issue, and I don't think anybody mm-hmm. could have done it but him. So I give him all the credit in the world for bringing it up. But same here. He'd have to, he could say, look, I want all of you – who came to my rise to run for precinct? We're going to have to change the party leaders at the, the the county level. Then, then hundreds of thousands of people would do it if the president was calling for it. When I'm calling for it, not many people. We got a few hundred, maybe like 500 now, but we need. We don't have the leaders, and it's just not happening. 
to the extent of any momentum. But if he did that, he could start to try to replace him by two years from now. But you're absolutely correct. If they don't pass any bills or they're putting the slows on it, then he would be sitting there waiting for something to do and just trying to lead by example. It's always needed, though. So tell him thank you very much. Let's see. I I didn't hear that. Uh, oh, nothing. I just—it's—it's it's all. Thanks. It's very. I'm enjoying this. Okay, we thought maybe you're chiming in. Yeah. Anybody. Oh, no. Anybody that wants to talk, by the way, that you know, I, I don't know if, if people are intimidated because they hear people like me droning on at length. But uh, I'm—I'm by anybody that wants to talk. I'm sure Robert, uh, you feel the same way. I—I'm interested to hear any input because. We're all kind of just guessing now at what's going to happen, and it is down to the wire. Right. It's kind of exciting. It's kind of exciting, but we really – I don't – I'm still hoping uh, – I have you know, good hope that uh, while Comey reacted to some pressure today, that there's a lot of pressure being put in the opposite direction on people to not uh, steal this election from Trump. So I'm still mm-hmm. very hopeful that he may win. I just – I'm a little bit – it's like – being on the battlefield and seeing your best battalion blown up by some new weapon. That's what I feel like. How did Clinton's get the Clinton faction get Comey to do this? Yeah, how the really hell did they get out of this? It's just it's just preposterous that he came out with this thing today. It's just it's just yeah. it's almost like Ross Perot saying I'm dropping out of the presidency. And you may, you may remember oh I, I forgot Ross Perot. He was um you know, he was up in the polls when the Democratic convention happened in uh, uh, July. It was a Thursday night, of course, and then a Friday morning. About the only time in my life I was in a Goodwill store, Robert. I was in a Goodwill store because somebody, one of my sisters or somebody, wanted to go in and look for something. And somebody said, mm-hmm. oh, Ross Perot is dropping out. And there were black and white TVs or maybe old colored TVs in the back of the Goodwill, and I went and watched it. And I remember he gave three crazy re- – he was up 40 – he had 40 percent. Elder Bush had 20, and Clinton had 20. So everybody was voting for Ross Pro, kind of like Trump, saying, well, let's give a businessman, a billionaire businessman, a chance. You know? Right. So then he says, I'm mm-hmm. dropping out. He's been saying the Democrats and Republicans are no good. Then he says, I'm dropping out because Bill Clinton has revitalized the Democratic Party. Well, that didn't make any sense because he was saying both parties needed to be <laughs> right. you know. Then the second one I can't remember. It was also false but not preposterous uh, that I didn't think he really believed. And then the third one was, to me, a cry for help, like maybe Comey did today. And that is, he said, the Black Panthers are going to jump over my, the walls at my, at my estate and ruin my daughter's wedding. That was the third reason. That, yeah, yeah. That that was a cry for help. He was trying to signal to the American people something has happened where I must drop out and I don't want to. Then they right. let him come back in. Oh yeah, he, he was threatened. That's for certain. And he George and then Bush, he came back. George Bush threatened him. That's what happened. Yeah. I remember distinctly reading that and hearing it. George Bush was the one who threatened his daughter. Oh yeah, and that Saint Republican, that disgusting man. I and can't then, stand. Then, okay. Well, no, Bill Clinton when he became president, so <laughs> it could have came from yeah, either one, yeah. I think. Yeah, that. It, well, see, Trump then was let or ordered to come back in the race to split the vote. They said to help Clinton get elected, but 
he he came back in the race, but his pre- credibility was destroyed because people Shot. didn't know if right. they could trust him. And then remember that they were saying about right. oh, Trump. Trump's going to drop out. This is just like a business move. Well, now Trump has shown that right. he stays into the very end. But but Pro was obviously saying that Black Panthers thing is jumping over his walls to, to ruin his daughter's wedding is just it's a cry for help. It's, it was preposterous, you know. And, and Susan, where, I mean, I'm not just counting what you said. It's just where, where where did you get that it was Bush who did that? I mean, I just figured it came from the Clinton because I mean. Bill Clinton is the one who won, and he said Bill Clinton was revitalized Democrat Party. Okay, here's the deal. George Bush did not want him in there, and George Bush is part of the NWO just like Clinton is. The insiders or kingmakers, as Phil Shaffley had had said all the way along, had picked Clinton. They wanted Clinton there. George Bush knew that. And guess who's close family? The Bushes and the Clintons are very close. I mean, George Bush yeah. Sr. and Clinton brothers. They're like brothers. And, and George Sr. and him went to uh, Taiwan, was it, or wherever the tsunami was, Thailand together. And uh, when uh, Clinton had his heart surgery, who was there at his side? George Bush Jr. They are close. Don't let it fool you. Don't let it fool you. That those two families are closer than bugs of the rug. Well, they are corporate globalists because remember, H. W. Bush was the one that presented the first one world idea from what, what any history I can remember. Other than if you, unless you want to go back to Wilson when he introduced the League of Nations, cause then you really got the first one world idea. Well, yeah, true. Are you talking about in 19, it was September 11th, 1989, that George Bush gave a speech, or maybe it was 91, when he was going to go into Kuwait. Or said the New World Order. Yeah, I'm sure you all know that. He said, we we have a chance to create a a new world order. (laughs) That was was on September 11th, which I don't know what significance that is, but it was on September 11th, 1991, I think. Hmm. In my opinion, John F. Kennedy was the last good president. I'm sorry, but that's how I feel. Well, and I, I Nixon, I think, did try to do some good things, but he was a mixed bag, and he didn't. Uh, um, there's a rumor I'd like to substantiate this that Nixon was working on opening up suddenly a big chain of um, uh, savings and loans that would have going to issue United States money and not in, and not you know charge interest to the people on the money issued that would be different than a bank loaning a businessman uh something for a business that would probably still be interest on that but there's a people guys that claim they were working on this and that that's one reason the bankers wanted to get Nixon toppled um but I don't know that that's true but I heard that now several times from several sources including one guy that I think knew Roger Stone that claimed to be working on it, but yeah, I I feel like Nixon had had some backbone as well on different things. But um, all these guys, I wish they they would have come out and talked to the people more over you know like the national over the national television to rally the people behind them, you know. But uh, have you ever heard JFK's speech, the one about yep. the hidden society? That is amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, there's no other president that said anything like that. That's the before the uh, newspaper men's uh, 
Association in 1961. It was only about three, four, five months after he got into office, and uh, uh, JFK gave the JFK gave the secret society speech about uh, secret oath, secret societies are anathema to our country. Yep. You can just just Google it and say a JFK secret society secret. speech. Our secret society news, uh, newspaper association speech, Robert, and he talks about he he talks about we're confronting a worldwide conspiracy as well in that speech. Now, some people could claim that he's talking about the communist conspiracy, but he didn't name it. He so he may have been talking about the higher conspiracy, you might say, or the higher uh, what what's behind communism, the bankers and that type of thing uh, that we talk about. Uh, but he, uh, he he talks about we're facing a worldwide conspiracy, uh, and it's as you said, it's really an amazing speech. Reveals a lot. Well, he, you know, here's the deal. I sent Robert a link. Um, did you get that last thing I sent you on the message, Robert? Uh, yeah, let me open it up for you. It's about the... Oh, the uh, ones that's got the mushroom cloud on it. Yeah, that Obama made, if, if Trump wins, he made... It says, it, yeah, it says, um, yeah, the, where it says, uh, so obvious Obama regime planning massive false flag terror attack on Monday. Hey, that's tomorrow. Uh, to halt a Trump victory and save Democrats from being indicted. This was... This was an article that was written yesterday. This guy probably didn't know Comey was going to be uh, doing what he did today. Yeah. Uh, nothing would surprise me because I'm not saying it's going to happen, but you remember Northwood, right? What you is that? Remember what? Northwood? Kennedy, Northwood? They wanted to do that no, I... the CIA that. Yeah. Now. I want to say, though, that Carol Valentine, who's a good researcher, did a lot of research on the Northwoods thing, and she challenged the people that put it out, what are your sources? She could not find any sources for the Northwoods thing. She thought that might have been a made-up uh, a made up thing. But it, it's a thing where they have false flag attacks against the American citizens, and uh, the CIA wanted to do this, to, you know, certain cities, they wanted to attack them and blame it on Castro because we wanted an yeah. excuse to go to war with Castro. And Kennedy stopped it. That's why the CIA hated him, because they did. Well, he stopped, yeah, he stopped a lot of things, including he was pulling out of Vietnam. That's in the book, uh, The Barbar- uh, Barbarians Inside the Gates uh, by Colonel Don Grand Prix, who died a few, in the late uh, early 2000s, but Grand Prix has a chapter in that book where he was working directly for a guy who was working directly for Kennedy, so he was once removed. But his boss, when Kennedy sent the CIA over in '62 or so to assess the situation in Vietnam, Grand Prix said 40 years later that he called his boss in and said, "Now I want you to go over there." with them and tell me what's really going on, okay? So when he came back, then uh, Kennedy was making preparations to pull our advisors out of Vietnam because he he felt that it it couldn't possibly be anything but bad for the United States. And um, 
another interesting point on that is that they uh and this is where you when you when you have this big bureaucracy that that John was talking about before uh, all these kind of things people testify to what wasn't true but they said that you know president kennedy ordered the assassination of dm uh the president of vietnam or the president of south vietnam and that's what the other side put out after he died but uh in people that were around the white house then they said that when dm was assassinated john kennedy went and threw up he was so upset because i guess he realized gee there's something the government there's a part of the government that's out of control and uh he can't control them and maybe even subconsciously realizes i'm i could be on the line here because you know they're not obeying me you know and and also the when he supposed he took responsibility on tv but when they supposedly the bay of pigs the cubans were going in to try to take the country back and at the last minute the air support was pulled so those guys were all just captured and put in prison by castro because the planes were pulled well they said kennedy did that but that that doesn't make logical sense because the next morning well he went on tv and took responsibility before the american people but he also fired the head of the cia the next day he fired john foster dulles and he said i'm going to smash the cia into a thousand pieces uh and that's he's the only president to ever fire ahead of the CIA. Now the CIA was founded in 1947. It's kind of a Rockefeller Rothschild spy agent, you know, kind of their agency. So it was only 14 years old or 15 years old when uh, they pulled when he fired John Foster Dulles. But again, that's that's the I can't imagine a president today firing uh, firing ahead of the CIA. So that was another. Thing that was blamed on Kennedy, but it was actually John Foster Dulles that pulled the air power behind the Cuban Cubans trying to retake the island. Well, that's because most presidents today don't, and most congressmen don't have a pair of brass ones. Okay, so right. you know you need to have that. I said that about. In fact, I called Mr. McConnell, and I offered to send him a pair of brass ones because his was all big fluffy cloud cotton balls. Uh-huh. Got a response back, <laughs> so I guess he didn't want me to send him a pair. <laughs> so anyhow, but no, seriously, I mean, John Kennedy has. I wrote a blog article on him. He has so many enemies: uh, CIA, the Federal Reserve, because he was going to go. He had orders out there to put a gold back dollar, you know, back in. And, no, he actually uh, he actually he actually issued five billion dollars worth of twenty dollars bills that were silver backed. He actually issued they, that in yeah you know, June. That when he was and now I'm having could, trouble. Is that Cindy? I'm having real trouble hearing Cindy. Is anybody else having trouble? Susan, that's Susan. Yeah, Susan. Yeah, I mean, Susan. Your connection. Yeah, your connection sometimes, Susan, is it leaves much to be desired, even when we're off air and I talk to you. I don't know what it is. If it's your cell phone or, or what is that? It's a cell phone, yeah. Now you sound you sounded better well, right yeah, there. That sounded, yeah, that sounded better right there. Well, what, yeah, I, cause normally you sound... Maybe yeah, you normally need to just it's talk, not like... Maybe you need to just talk directly in the phone, but you sounded real good in that last sentence. So. Oh, right okay. Now. Well, um... Um, Johnson wanted him gone 
you knew or you know that Kennedy was going to dump him as his vice when he ran again. He was not going to take Johnson yeah. as his vice president. Okay, That's and then Lady, Lady Bird Johnson, family connected to the Huey helicopters that were the ones used all over Vietnam. They couldn't afford to lose that money. Those helicopters were shot down. That that means they're manufacturing more of them. So, wait, they 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 never won. I mean, the Kennedys and Johnson never liked each other. No, um, he was blackmailed because of affairs. I think to take Johnson, and I think he like well, everybody knows right now that I've slept around, so I'm going to throw Johnson over. You know, the blackmail didn't bother him. But at first, he was blackmailed. That's why he ended up picking Johnson. He wouldn't have otherwise. Well, I think they also wanted to have the you know have the Southern candidate because they they needed they needed some Texas and some Southern states. But uh, yeah, Johnson immediately withdrew the twenty the five billion dollars that Kennedy issued of United. Those bills said United States dollars on it above the twenty dollar bill. And they were backed by silver. That was right on the dollar. And Johnson ordered immediately that when those bills came back into the banks that they were to be retired. You know, they were be retired. They were be taken out of circulation. So, yeah, that was a, that was a big thing there. Um, I I surely one. wish yeah, well, I had one of those. They'd be worth money. And I wish we. <laughs> And Susan, I wish we had uh, actually more time. It's unbelievable that last hour really flew. Um, well, the whole thing did actually. So cause we only got ten minutes up, uh, minutes of the show left. Unbelievably enough. Uh, so unfortunately, I'm going to have to start uh, taking our closing statements for tonight. Uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give uh, your, your, yourself, Susan, and John uh, just about one minute for closing thoughts, and then I'm going to give. Uh, you know, you know, about another, you know, three or four uh, to you, uh, Jim, and then I'll have to close things out because uh, gosh, it's going to be the last. Can't believe it's going to be the last uh, show before the election. Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, so let's I go ahead and take uh, yeah. the, the the closing comments, and so let's go ahead and, and leave that to uh, yourself and, uh, first, John, and then you. I mean, I'm sorry, Susan. And then John, and then we'll give a few minutes uh, for yourself, Jim. Uh, and then I'll have to close things out. Go ahead, Susan. I'll just tell everyone to take a picture of their ballot and their ID, you know, holding it, their license, mm-hmm. so they have proof. And I'm not going to say anything more because I'll let Jim and them say more. Uh, I don't have much. Go ahead, to say. John. Go your ahead, closing John. comments. Uh, uh, John, yeah, the I other one. I just want to echo kind of what Susan just said and what Cindy said last week that sound, I mean, was very pertinent and important. Do not get caught up in the polls, whether they think, you know, if they start saying, oh, Trump's winning, Trump's winning, go out and vote anyway and get all your brothers and sisters and your neighbors and everybody else to go out and vote and help also, you know, keep up with watchthevoteusa.com and um, electionnightgatekeepers.com and see if we can at least start getting some integrity in this system. Even after this election, we got to keep on top of everything and make sure that all of our congressmen and senators are starting to toe the line with the Constitution and, and quit letting them do these backroom deals. Back to you, Robert. Uh, well, 
I well, Jim, uh, any, any last uh, minute things you'd like to say for us to go ahead and close yeah. out for uh, tonight? Yeah, I won't take four minutes, but I, I do appreciate, John, what you just said and, and uh, Susan. And uh, uh, absolutely, um, I mean, we've got to keep on it. And we, we've done all we could. And I have to say, I, uh, I'm gratified, even though i got to give credit to Hannity and then Trump for pushing the electronic thing right into the center here. Uh, Trump with his tweet the other night about a week ago and the the major networks are playing defense on this thing every few hours they had a report on today oh, yeah. the presidential election can't be rigged because it's decentralized which isn't true when you got 90 percent of the counties hiring only three companies but uh so we a lot of progress happened i still <coughs> have a real hope that they're going to have to let the trump victory stand although i'm a little bit disconcerted by what happened today so we did all we could, and then mm-hmm. thank God this uh, we did get the election issue out there. And uh, I just hope that, that something, that the, the powers that be, for whatever reason, stand down and let the Trump victory uh, happen. And then we got to pray that Trump can keep to his, uh, what I think are his intentions, to do some of these good things, and they don't manipulate him into doing some bad things. Uh, and uh, so I guess at this point we should be praying the next two days as well as, uh, going out and voting, and uh, and also encouraging and informing and educating other people, uh, like we try to do on this show, Robert. And that's that's about it. So I uh, appreciate you having me on again, and uh, we'll see what happens on Tuesday night and beyond. Yeah, I appreciate it. And you know, regardless of what we do, uh, you know, even if Trump does get in, it's going to take a lot, you know, as he put it, to, to uh, yeah. make America great again. And unfortunately. You know, I mean, I love this country. I love America. And I'm going to be so dis- – if she does get in, I'm going to be so disappointed. I, I, and I, I hate to say it, but I'll even lose some of that pride that I have now uh, of calling myself an American. It's, it, it would be a very sad day for me, let me tell you. Um, and that being said is that we're, we're not – and it pains me to say that I don't think we are, you know – a great nation, not right now, not where we're at. I mean, we've been covering the same topics and talking about the same topics and issues, as you know, uh, people on the show, for the past 40 years. We have, well, what, what have we accomplished? Uh, I think, in my opinion, I think the last great accomplishment that America has had uh, was back when we landed, a, a, you know, a man on the moon. I really do. I think that's the last great thing that this country has done, and, and look how long it's been. I mean, somebody would say, oh, well, you know, well, we got rid of, really, we didn't really get rid of communism. I mean, Russia is starting to rear its ugly head uh, yet again. And so we really didn't get rid of it. Well, I mean, we keep talking about immigration, our debt, you know, health care. I mean, it's the same, it's the same topics, as I said, for the past 40 years. And a vote for Hillary Clinton isn't just a vote for globalism. Uh, it's also a vote for the status quo. Uh, we will not be great again with the Hillary Clinton presidency. We we won't. We might even spiral down into a worse position than we are now. I mean, think of all the, the, the people who are past students and recent past students out there that had the promise of getting a college education and the career of your choice, you know, based off of what you took in college, and now you're not doing that. I mean, that that's something that's prevalent. How many people in this country now are living paycheck to paycheck. That's how prevalent. I mean, we, we still have 
diseases such as cancer that are, you know, crippling people's lives. Uh, I just had a, a personal experience just yesterday. Uh, last night, literally watched a sister of law of mine uh, pass away right in front of my eyes uh, from cancer. And so we need to be, you know, we, we need to be able to move forward. And I don't think we'll be able to do that with a Hillary Clinton. And I think the first big step of doing that is, uh, you know, with, with, with Donald Trump. But that being said, folks, go out and vote. You know, I think I used to vote like yourself, Jim, and you Susan too, third party. I'm not going to this time. It's definitely going to be for Donald Trump. I feel that uh, folks go out there. If you believe in America, if you want America to be great again, you vote for Donald Trump. If you vote, if you vote for Hillary Clinton or or someone else, then you're ju- you're just helping out the globalists. And with that being said, I'll have to close things out, and I will, of course, even though it's uh, this important uh, end night before the election, I will end it as I do every night, and that is with the song by Aubrey Ashburn. And you can hear more of her music by going to www.aubreyashburn.com. Take care, folks. Get out to vote, yourself, your friends, and let's hope we can move forward and make America great again. Take care, and good night. Night. Thank you.